Valverde. Your kids are starving. Carl's Jr. believes no child should go hungry. You are an unfit mother. Your children will be placed in the custody of Carl's Jr. <laughs> Podcast, episode 20 of the 2015 offseason. This is show 184, and we got a nice one for you today. We're going to do uh, some mock drafting here and uh, see what happens from the one slot, the five slot, and the ten slot. So, a ten man league. We got Houdini to the left of me is going to be in this league. Stag Party across the way from me is going to be in this league. I'm D-Rex. We're going to be uh, mocking in the same draft room today, and we're pretty excited. Dogmatica is uh, is out and about uh, tonight uh, trying to uh, bring home a fa- fancy lady. So, good job, Dogmatica. But we are pyromaniacs. Oh, I love that album. <laughs> That's what you're talking about? That's what I'm talking about. Fair enough. <laughs> we are pyromaniac.com. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's fire it up on on some uh, mock drafting. What's the deal? Give us a little background on, on what we're what we're doing here, Stag Party. We're gonna go real easy. We're going off the basic Yahoo template, so we're gonna use uh, Yahoo's base rankings, and then we're gonna make our own picks. We're gonna see what other people are picking, how they feel, and these are just you know random kind of people at this point. Uh, don't know who any of them are, so we could get some interesting picks here. And, you know, we're drafting a pretty standard league, and we'll hope to just see how it shakes out. Yeah, it's standard in the sense also it's not a flex. It's a three-wide receiver league, so. Three-wide receiver, no flex. That's, uh, that's D-Rex's, like, home country right there. <laughs> I, 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 me as well, because that's how, that's how it all started. The flex was, uh, we, were, we were pre-flex. You were pre-flex? Yeah. Yeah, I could tell by that, uh, that skinny by bones my, you got my, rolling there. My bait by my fatty biceps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nice. Well, yeah, I'm excited. Basically, what we did when we were talking about the show and beforehand, we were deciding, hey, what do we want to do? We want to do a mock draft where we pick each pick multiple teams, um, or do we want to just join in a live league and see what happens? And then we dug a little deeper and we said, you know what? Just for the sake of giving our listeners a sense of what you can get at the beginning of a draft, middle of a draft, or end of a draft in a ten man snake serpentine league, uh, you know maybe that's good content. So here we are. Uh, we're going to talk a bunch of shit to the people in the draft room. I'm going to be pulling on these putzes the whole time, uh, and because that's just what I like to do. Inserting uh, some pyro promos, I assume. Yeah, we'll throw <laughs> some pyro promos in there. No, no question about it. Uh, 
let's do a quick one. Basically, um, you know our deal. Go to iTunes, uh, subscribe to our show there. Uh, that really helps us in also giving us a review and a rate, nice rating uh, is a good thing as well. Helps our standing. Uh, as usual, we like to read. Uh, there's the draft boards opening. Uh, for me, I, we usually like to read a re recent review from one of our fans. So, Stag Party, give us uh, give us uh, something to talk about here with the review. We got five star review. Mad props is the title, and it's by Stubborn Stag, and I didn't write it myself, <laughs> so I'm gonna read it. You know that's gonna happen. Uh, the biggest praise I can give you guys is that two years ago I listened to every podcast and won two leagues. Last year I was busy and didn't win any of my leagues. Love the podcast and the draft kit. You guys are hilarious. Uh, I they he does have one challenge for you guys. He wants for you uh, guy. Yeah. For are you, you part of you guys? <laughs> no, because you're I'm I'm the the antithesis in this okay. challenge. Sorry. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I have one challenge for you guys, and that is to make Stag change his opinion on one player during a podcast. It's gonna happen. <laughs> and in the immortal words of Liam Neeson. Good luck. Good luck. You know what? It's You've called. got a skill set, a certain skill set that's terrible for having fantasy changing in your mind. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we got 46 seconds till this draft kicks off. D-Rex, you got the first kind of pick here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fired with? up. I'm going with AP all day, the purple Jesus. As the 21st century began, human evolution was at a turning point. Natural selection, the process by which the strongest, the smartest, the fastest reproduced in greater numbers than the rest, a process which had once favored the noblest traits of man, now began to favor different traits. Most science fiction of the day predicted a future that was more civilized and more intelligent. But as time went on, things seemed to be heading in the opposite direction, a dumbing down. How did this happen? Evolution does not necessarily reward intelligence. With no natural predators to thin the herd, it began to simply reward those who reproduced the most and left the intelligent to become an endangered species. You should pick on a player and it'll got be it. that selection tab there. This is fast. I got it. It'll give you like 30 seconds of pick, so we're not going to have a lot of time to All right. Hey, I'm going to be quiet can, you can, sometimes. You can, you can mute stuff. your uh, sound there on the bottom. Okay, I'm, I'll mute it up. No, no, yeah, on the. Uh, and there's also the, so why why is your pick for AP? Just you think he's gonna be the best player of the season? He's running angry. He's built yeah. like a tank. That guy has been slapping ball sacks of NFL defenders oh, for an entire off season. Uh, get it to your queue, and then your queue is upper right. You click it. No, you gotta click the air, the star. All right. I remember star. being taught how to draft. Far I remember left. my first Far left star. I'm going. I know where I'm going here. So with the fifth pick, I, how do you up do you, top? Up top, blue. Oh, there you go. Got it. All right. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm better at this than Houdini. Great, I love it. Des Bryant was Houdini's pick. There, you got any kind of quick reasoning? Uh, because I was caught off guard here and I couldn't see who was drafted in front of me, and so I I, uh, I quickly had to uh, adjust here. So, now, so that is now poor I'm, planning. That was poor planning. <laughs> You know, I'm not a Yahoo guy here, so now I'm now I'm getting caught up. Okay, so it was uh, Jamal Charles, then Marshawn Lynch, Le'Veon Bell, and you selected Des Bryant. Yeah, and I'm still happy with that. That Des is my number one wide yeah, receiver. You love Des. You're, you're all in on Des this year. Yeah. And then Eddie Lacy comes off the board at the sixth pick. So here's when it gets a little bit interesting. This is Gronkowski time usually. 
uh, or another couple, and there goes Gronkowski. There you go. <laughs> or another couple running backs. Uh, I'm at the turn. I usually go receiver at the end of the round, and you usually couple it with the running back. I usually take one of my top ranked receivers. Where are you seeing a good view of who's being taken? Smack talk there. You gotta scroll through it. So I'm drafting right now. Uh, Andrew Luck was just taken in the first round in a standard league. So I've got some guys on the board. I've got a lot of guys I really, really like. But my number one receiver is still on the board, and Julio. I thought so, he moved ahead of Antonio, huh? Julio's gone. He's just ahead. I just selected, uh, Julio. selected Julio. And then uh, here's where I usually look for an Arian Foster or a C.J. Anderson. Uh, I think I just moved up to C.J. Anderson up to number five in my tiers. Mm. So I think he's the leading running back. But I could go wide receiver, wide receiver. This here. interface is terrible. And you got six seconds oh, left God. to make a pick. So That's I'm going to go Demarius Thomas. Ah. So I'm gonna go wide receiver, wide receiver here. Sh- totally I'm out of my element. Surprised you didn't go Odell and Beckham see, and see how it shakes out. Uh, as soon as his hammy's okay, but those catches him and Jarvis Landry have been making on YouTube were making for some good videos. But I really like ODB. I'm just I just don't think he's worth the first round pick, and he's been going real real high. I think in the Scott Fishbowl League we're we're in in our sort of you're my boy blue division that's uh, just now entered the fourth round as of Wednesday night at six six thirty here he went fifth overall so it was a little disconcerting. Well, Odell just went now at thirteen. So after Demarius coming up here was so. Lashawn then there was Matt Forte who we're a little bit down on and ODB and I think I'm gonna get the the guy who. Who, again, I'm not afraid of taking. Who's going to slide to me in the second round? Uh, we got to wait and see. I got see what this guy does in front of me. I don't want to. I don't want to announce the name and jinx myself. Go for it. I mean, nobody else can hear you. Demarco right? Murray. Oh, he went. See, there you go. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Had uh, to do it. Had, had to do it. To do it. <laughs> All right. So this is now where I'm going to go. Yeah. You know, what? I'm just. I'm taking Calvin Johnson. I'm, I'm going wide receiver, yeah, wide receiver. That was my next. That was the guy I had next. So why not? I mean, I don't see a reason for not going Calvin Johnson. You know, if he plays a full 16 games, he's well, probably still the most talented receiver in the league. Here's the other reason why I had going on there as uh, Jordy Nelson and C.J. Anderson go uh, off the board. C.J. Anderson was the other consideration, um, but at the same time, I still think that there's enough running backs out there that I'll be able to. To get coming back, we'll see. Yeah, Arian just went nineteenth, so he's. Oh, that was who I was going with. Fuck. And you're not a Hill fan, so Jeremy Hill's probably a little bit off your radar. Yeah. But he's probably the next best running back up here uh, in terms of people's overall feeling. He's definitely next on my board. This sucks. So Uh, now running back just thinned out. I think it really thins out though after Jeremy Hill. So if I was in D Rex's position. I wouldn't hesitate to pull the a trigger on one of these next two picks. I took Aaron Rodgers. I, on one of these next two picks, I wouldn't hesitate. I like Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron Rodgers right there. And at about the two three turn, I think it's a pretty good value. You're not spending that. <laughs> you know what you're getting. You're gonna get. You're gonna get solid production all the time. I mean, it's uh, hard to disagree with that. Except my strategy is just wait, wait. I know wait, you want to wait. Well, wait, in, a, wait. in a ten team league, you can wait. I as just well. took him. Jeremy Hill, you did take him. All right. Just moving him up his board already. <laughs> yeah, I just, 
That's 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 good to know. This is good learning for being in the first slot. I haven't really mocked too many times in the first slot, and I seem to always draft right from the first slot. In a lot of my leagues, I get the first pick. So I do not like that set, that second, that third pick there at all. That's a it's the See, team you know, that, that score always a lot happens. Points, there always happens to be a, good to, a, a good gap to come to a team or a spot like. where you just don't like what you have, and you're like, I just don't like any of my decisions that I have to make here. You know. And it happens. All right, I'm up. One of the surprising things here is Yahoo has Todd Gurley at the 27th player I overall. I know. And that scares the poop out of me. Yeah. I just can't do it with this, you know, potentially being on the pup list with a very early sort of draft. Uh, I'm very concerned about what Look I'll get that. from him the first couple there weeks. There you go. T.Y. I can feel that my wide receiver. T.Y. at 25. Yeah. I mean, I mean at this point of- in the third round, I like going receiver a lot more than I like going running back. Well, and at that point in time, too, I'm looking at, okay, what's my value of what I'm going to get at, at running back right now? I could go for the other guy who I like, Mark Ingram, but at the same time, I'll be able to get enough value when I start stacking because everyone's now going to start going pushing on wide receivers, so I'm going to be able to go and spend the next, like, three rounds, four rounds on running backs. And, you know, I, three I, of the next I, those guys are all sort of in the same tier. The Ingram, you know, Alfred Morris, you know, Latavius Murray for some people, Lamar Miller... Justin Forsett for some people. I consider that like a glob of, of running backs. And, and they're all the same. Um, it's it's like banana pudding or what's that pudding? Tapioca. Ta- tapioca. I've never had it because it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I'm on the board. It's actually not too bad. So my choices are guys like Alfred Morris, Carlos Hyde, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, or Kelvin Benjamin, who I like. But I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins. Of course you are. He's my ninth-rated receiver. I, I think he's getting 150 targets last season, or next season. You know, uh, before I talk too much and lose this second-round pick, uh, or this wraparound pick, uh, where I take Lamar Miller, the thing is, with uh, potentially DeAndre Hopkins, he's getting 150 targets. Andre Johnson has gone from that team. He was the highest targeted receiver on that team last year. And he vacates 120 to 130 targets. And I think 30, at least 30 of those are going to go to DeAndre Hopkins, who had like 127 last, next season. He had the lowest drop rate in the league over his first two seasons in the league. Uh, he only dropped like a combined two passes over his first two years. I think he's got great touchdown potential that he showed at Clemson in the year where he caught like 18 touchdown passes. Uh, you know, playing next to Sammy Watkins, he's just going to be peppered with targets, and I think he catches something like 67% of them. And that, at this point, as my third wide receiver, I feel like he could finish as a top 10 guy. All right, well, and Forsett and Carlos Hyde and a couple other people just went before me. The I'm Alfred looking at my running back, and I still got Mark Ingram sitting there. I'm just going to take him now. Take him now. Take him now. <laughs> so as a guy who I was considering drafting in the round before, and I'm able to, to snag him up around later, uh, at perfect value, and I'm able to grab T.Y. Hilton and, and stay a couple tiers ahead of everyone who's going after wide receiver now. Yep, yep. Can't disagree with that at all. And the thing is, now that I've done this three wide receiver thing, looking sort of at my next batch who will be available, it's the Martavis Bryants and the Jordan Matthews. So maybe I'm regretting it a little bit, but I didn't love any of the quarterbacks on the board. I didn't love any of the running backs on the board. So I just took a guy I love better. 
I, I can't argue with that. I mean, that's a, you have to at some point in time you got to use what what you know and what you what you trust and what you love and, and you go after it. So yeah, D Rex's boy yeah, Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks just went off I'm the board. Not happy about it. He was in my queue. But D Rex has another boy that he's going to draft right now in Frank Gore. And if he doesn't, I got but I got two running backs. Oh, Here, here's here's a major turning point for you though. And you're up. He's got to be one of the highest guys on your tiers. Yeah, he is. Okay. You love you some Frank Gore. And at 40th overall, I think you're getting a pretty decent value. Uh, You know, pretty much going at the end of the fourth round to where we think he's going to do what he does. You know, awesome. You know, I took Lamar Miller uh, earlier. Maybe that pick should have been. Uh, Frank Gore. I don't or, know. I mean, it's like, or, or, it's right, like I just took Greg Olson and Frank Gore. Oh, Greg Olson, my boy, yo boy. Those are not going to be some. That's not going to be a good time at wide receiver on this team. So I think. Well, we can make a trade. Yeah, I, I have <laughs> I have Lamar higher than Frank Gore on my tiers, but they're all in the same tier. My my tier goes Lamar Miller, Mark Ingram, Frank Gore, then Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray, Alfred Morris, and Jonathan Stewart. So, I wanted that Cooks, man. I almost, to be honest, I wish I would have, I probably should have taken Cooks instead of Jeremy Hill there. Now I know. Because yeah. I have Cooks, I have Cooks high, ranked higher than uh, Jordy Nelson. I, oh, so you know, guys that right. wow. So Peyton Manning just went off the board as the third quarterback. So I, I hope Houdini kind of fucks this up because there's a couple guys here I like at running back. Yeah. And I really hope he does it. <laughs> You know what? I I've, I've got to just go on on the pure potential. I'm taking Todd Gurley. I like All right. that pick. I, I I mean I I, I like that pick. Yeah, I, I can't. I in, can't. In the fifth round, I'm a lot more comfortable with it. In the third round or fourth round, it scares it scares me a lot. And what was his overall rank? Twenty uh, seventh, which seems a little absurd for me at this time. But hey, the pure potential of a Todd Gurley is so much higher than probably everybody else on the board outside of two guys who were really on my radar that I'm hoping sort of fall to me in Latavius Murray and Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, Latavius Murray was my other consideration. Um, but again, I, I'm, I'm going on the, uh, on the premise that Gurley is just a guy who, if he is healthy, and it's one of those things that, you know what, I can, I can hopefully... W- based on what I draft here coming up, be able to sustain myself for the first four weeks or so until he gets his footing. I'm assuming that he's going to be healthy uh, enough to, to be able to, to play in week one. Um, he's dynamite. The guy is just, he does everything. And he's he's unlike any player that that that, that they have and unlike almost any player in football right now. So, you know, I'm excited to see what he'll do on, the, on this level. So... Stewart just went off the board, uh, so that leaves me real thin at running back. My next highest running back uh, would be like a TJ Yeldon or a Joseph Randall in the fifth round. If I can get one of those two guys, I'm not I'm not terribly depressed about it. So let's see. Just at running back here with 15 seconds left, the clock is ticking. Clock is hot, yeah. <laughs> so I would. I'm going to go with the TJ Yeldon here. I might actually go ahead and move Joseph Randall up ahead of TJ Yeldon on my tiers. But then it just auto-drafted for me and drafted Andre Ellington, so that sucks. Because I was talking too much. <laughs> you got 24 seconds to make, a, make up for that one now. Yeah, so 
now I'm going to have one of my most hated players and Andre Ellington on my team. So now I have to make up for it by draft. Yeah. Talk about the rookie at the draft yeah. room. You're doing a great job, MC, in this Yeah, 30 right? seconds. 30 seconds. That's crazy. Are you, got, are you taking your second guy? My second guy is going to be Travis Kelsey. Kelsey I have to balance out the hate I have for Andre Ellington <laughs> so with the love I have for Kelsey. Makes sense, dude. Uh, I mean, sense. as a running back, too, it's not terrible. But I would have much preferred a T.J. Yeldon. Yeah. I think I would have much preferred a Joseph Randall. But they have him ranked so low that Joseph Randall can come back to me. Yeah, yeah, and that and that and that helps to know the draft room that you're in and yeah. where they have people ranked. Look at that. And one of the other surprising guys they have ranked so high is Tom Brady, suspended four games, the 47th player overall, which just seems asinine. But hey, I like people drafting in this room who auto draft them. Because Tom Brady just went off the board at the 53rd pick. So a fifth-round yeah. pick for Tom Brady. Not good. Not good value. No. Especially when the guy who comes off the board after him is Jordan Matthews. The guy who comes off the board next will probably be uh, Andre Johnson. And then you're getting... That's me. So I can go with Golden Tate. I can go with... Man. And you're already stacked at wide receiver, aren't you? Yeah, I am. But I may just go with Golden Tate if I can pull it up fast enough. Yeah, he's your ninth play or your nineteenth ranked receiver, or something right? Yeah, dude, he pulled it off, Nick of the time. <laughs> this is like stressful. This thirty second draft. It's fast, man. Yeah, kind of I'm, this is the most silence you're ever going to get me on a podcast. I'm concentrating. <laughs> now I got to go heavy. I got to go like the next two picks. I think I, I got to grab a, a quarterback here soon, and then I got to then I got to go heavy back into into running backs. You could go heavy, or you could go quarterback here, or you could just wait. Because <laughs> yeah, I well, feel like I there's going to be a lot of good guys left here. I have a feeling that I'm probably going to wait because I'm looking at more than I need. I want more depth at running back right now, but I didn't. In your running back core right now is what. Uh, right now, it's just Mark Ingram and uh, and Gurley. Yeah, I think you got some injury risks there. <laughs> yeah, so that's why my I'm pick gonna... is gonna. Oh, the guy who keeps taking my pick right before me, Amari Cooper. Oh my god, that's two in a row, bro. He snaked you. Fuck. Was that Amari Cooper? <laughs> yeah. Sixteen seconds. Shit. Right. Kevin White. Been. Kevin White. And then you got one more here. D Rex. And D-Rex's team is currently Aaron Rodgers, a QB. Kevin White, a wide receiver, is his first wide receiver. Then he's got Adrian Peterson and Jeremy Hill with a Greg Olson and a Frank Gore. So if I had to bet, I'd think Newton's loading up on wide receivers for the next four or five rounds. He here. needs to, which is why. Oh, uh, shit. Right. Come on. Okay. <laughs> so this is why Robinson. Robinson. Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson. All right. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of love going around for Allen Robinson right now. Yeah, because he's going to be. Dude, I guy. wanted the two rookies. <laughs> I thought I was good to go. This guy's two picks in a row. He's gone right before. Ah, I thought I was getting the. I thought I was Packers, getting Cooper and uh, you know, and White. So Yeldon just went. Ah, so Yeldon just went. I mean, I got to see my wide running backs are now. Just quick. Mm. Don't you snake me, Deanie. <laughs> I'm going to go, you know, I'm just going to take the guy that, that should get opportunities, Scoble Garrett Blunt. Oh, over C.J. Spiller. Yeah, at this point in time, because he's going to get more definite carries, and I need to have that more definite carries until Gurley comes back, so I feel that I can wait. Uh, go There's and still a lot, a lot of running backs who I really like in this 7-8 
kind of turn. I really, yeah, I wish I if I had gone, I would love my team right now if, if I had gone Cooks. cooks. And yeah, if I had Cooks and then got Nagore. Uh, so, learning lesson. Uh, to be honest, here's, here's another reason why you do mocks. It's just my printer is messed up, so it's printing this thing out real dinky. <laughs> I usually go to, uh, for a real draft, I'll go to uh, FedEx or to the UPS store and get an 8.5 by, uh, I mean, 11 by 17. It's 11 by 17. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, 11 by 17. Oh, it's me again? Sheet. No, you're, this is the other Eric. Oh. And uh, then the names are on there big. Right now, I'm squinting like a 90-year-old trying to see the players' so, names on this page. I'm going to take a big reach in terms of Yahoo is concerned. And I'm going to take Joseph Randall. Uh, as my third running back, and having to make up for um, somebody else who I happen to hate, Andre Ellington, it's a big swing for the fences. He could do huge things behind that offensive line. Not saying that he's DeMarco Murray. But then there's a lot of guys who I really like at running back here. Uh, Yahoo currently has Darren McFadden as the higher-rated Dallas running back. You guys got cued. So I, I've got – right now I'm also <laughs> going to back it up with C.J. Spiller. In All the, right, there you go. Spillman's yours. In the eighth round, you could do a lot worse. I agree. If your boy Mark Ingram gets injured, I have a true, true feature back who I know already has oh, a so role. Wait, now it's my pick, huh? Or is this the other This Eric? is the other Eric. Oh, man. I, I, you got to look. You got to look. I'm in the blue. I'm in the blue. You got to look. I feel like I'm running in the red. You got to look for your <laughs> image of the Big Lebowski to find the right guy. Oh, son of a bitch. The guy that I thought was really a draft run. Like, look, at, look at Eric. <laughs> look at that like weird Eddie. fucker. Look at that weird <laughs> fucker. <laughs> Uh, so, so there's a bunch so of guys. question, uh, guys that are gone. Is Andre Johnson gone? Yes, sir. Okay. Did somebody actually take Latavius Murray or no? Yes, sir. Right, thank you. All right, I'm caught up. So we, we've got some picks going here. It looks like the ninth round, the ninth, tenth round will probably be a little QB run. we got guys like Cam Newton, Tony Romo, Matt Ryan, Eli Manning, Stafford, all queued up in the first sort of 10 Yahoo says we should draft. But right now, here's where I like drafting a QB. Uh, well, get ready because I'm about to take one. <laughs> is it Matt Ryan? No, I'm going for Cam. Oh. I'm, I'm high on Cam too this year. I, I, I really like what, what, what he's going to be able to do. And I think if I to be able to wait this long uh, to be able to grab him, I think is, is great value. Top five potential. Yeah. Top and five again, potential we, we sure. talked about this in previous podcasts. The guy was playing hurt. The entire last season, still put up great numbers, is going to run, has bigger wide receivers that can block for him as well. So, you know, and I love that Antonio Gates was taken right before him uh, <laughs> for, <laughs> with the suspension and all. Well, this is a very, very slow updating system, apparently, and moving guys down because Tom Brady should not be at 47, maybe 97, and Antonio Gates should not be at. 79 or 78. No, he, should be, he should be somewhere in the 120s. Z-Rex is up, and since I took Cam, it went uh, at, uh, Jarvis Landry, Jason Witten, and then the Eagles defense. I like drafting on Yahoo because I feel like I'm getting a great fucking pick every time. Oh my god. <laughs> Does anybody else feel the same way? It's like oh, well, I mean, Nelson Aguilar just went off the board in the me. ninth yeah. round. That Nelson Aguilar and Charles Johnson were my pick. In the what ninth and tenth or ninth, you like eighth that, and ninth right? round. I really like it. Okay, good. I you have, now you got Aguilar and White. You're doing the thing that I say don't do though. You got too many rookies on your team. Hey, it's good. I, I was going to grab two rookies. That's go all, big that's or all go home. home. There you go. All right. 
Go big or go home. That's all they say, right? So, at QB, this is really when I start looking. Ninth or tenth round. And there's so much value on the board. Yeah. Uh, I'm still ten picks away. Oh, your boy Tevin Coleman just went. <laughs> oh, thank God I didn't have to think about that one. <laughs> Come on, try and convince me. <laughs> so, on the quarterback note, though, guys, I'm still six picks away. Tony Romo, Matt Ryan, Eli Manning, Matthew Stafford, all still on the board. Ryan Tannehill a little further down than that. And then, you know, the ever-consistent Philip Rivers... The high upside Sam Bradford. Right, that's my pick right now. I'm looking at a running back here. So who do I want to add to my crop? Is it going to be Amir Abdullah, Darren McFadden, or Isaiah Crowell? What do you guys like? I, I like Amir. That's, that's, that's not what you do in, in drafts, though. You don't. This isn't a collective thing. I, mean, I know. <laughs> yeah, I we know could not I'm agree gonna... on a collective yeah. to save our life. <laughs> yeah, you got to draft your team, bro. <laughs> I did. I took Crowell. Crow, oh, the crow. He was the highest. So how many more rounds do we have? The thing is, Ed, how many more rounds are there? We're going to round fifteen. One of the things I really dislike is, in snake drafts is going to odd number rounds. Six, six bench. It's just something that like grinds my gears, Peter Griffin style. <laughs> <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> Now kickers are going off the board. So this is where it's also proof in the pudding. You're going to see here at the end, and we'll, we'll examine this at the end. The people who are reaching early on these defenses and on these kickers, there's going to be still value left for those of us that are going to wait until the last two rounds to draft this position. Reasons not to auto-draft. And if you have to auto-draft, preset your rankings. Right. And put the defenses down in like... 200, whatever. Right. Yeah, but have them all listed. In 150 the, to 160. Am I on the clock here before I start talking? Too much No, it's, it's, it was the other Eric that was on the clock. Oh, good. Because the other Eric took Tony Romo, and I'm going to take Matt Ryan. It's amazing that in Matt per, Ryan is this, still in, on in the board. It's the, the easiest pick I've ever had in the ninth round. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. <laughs> That's pretty Easy. crazy. He's there. And if I wanted to right now, just play the matchups Eli Manning and Matt Ryan. I could back those up. I was thinking about, to be honest, going with an Eli here, but I think I'm going to, at the very end, plop up uh, somebody else. Yeah. I'd be interested in, in grabbing him here. He's definitely on my radar. There's a lot of guys that I still like a lot. I'm going to take Joy, or where was the, I'm going to take Joyke Bell just because I can't find Amir Abdullah in time. So, so oh, he, was, he was below him by uh, uh, about uh, a few picks there. 30 picks? No, not even that far. 109 overall. If you're, if you're running backs, you would have seen him. Yep. So that this thirty second, this thirty second the drawbacks, the drawbacks of uh, being the talkative one during the mock draft is uh, you might not be able to find that star. It's weird though. You gotta I still got the star to go to the queue, get the queue. All oh, you have to do Eli is Manning the just went. Eli Manning just went. All you have to do is yeah. click the player. Just click anywhere on his name, and it'll pull it up, and then go to draft. I, oh, I'm doing the star. I'm adding him to the queue. I get it. Okay. I'm not a Q guy. I've never been a Q guy. I, don't, I like seeing the whole picture rather than focusing on my guy. And I'm looking. I'm not looking just to my Q, but man, my Q is looking pretty. <laughs> but to get all right, this is where I, I'm going for the guy that we like and I love the upside. And if one of the guys gets hurt, it's going to pay off in spades. It's going to be my my second bench wide receiver, wide receiver five on my team, Devonta Devonta Adams. Oh, I had him in the mix. Nice. That's oh. a great pick. And what do you still have at running back? 
Um, our running back situation is okay now. Now it's um, it's Mark Ingram, Todd Gurley, the uh, Garrett Blunt, and Isaiah Crowell. Here's the thing. Instead of taking an Amir or an Amir Abdulli, you took Devontae Adams. And you're so stacked at wide receiver that I don't know if he's ever going to find the field. And do you have one of the Packer wide receivers? So is that like a wide receiver handcuff? or No, but I mean, I, I always draft the team with the anticipation that that can make trades in the league. You know? Okay. So if you're dealing with from that much strength... Come on, I'm, I'm believing in you guys and your Carson Palmer. I'm believing Larry Schmitz. That was hot as hell when Palmer was in there last year. Over the last two years, 5.5 catches, or 5.2 catches for 55 yards and a half a touchdown a game. So And I just got him in the 10th round? Uh, I think we're in 11 now. 11? God damn. We're God moving damn. through this thing pretty quick. Yeah, we're going to have a long, long podcast of talking crap about people's teams after this. I wish that I, that I was <laughs> Including your that. auto-drafted team. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and it's still going to be better than half the ones Yahoo puts together. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I mean, the sad thing is, right now, my running back two, they have it as Lamar or Andre Ellington because that's who they drafted, right? Yeah. But I'd much rather start Joseph Randall from day one as my running back two. Or I'd much rather start C.J. Spiller. Or should he be healthy, Joyke Bell. I think those guys could all potentially be over Andre Ellington by the time the season comes rolling around <laughs> for me. Personally. That's just kind of how I think about it. Plus, I could do something a little bit weird here in the next couple rounds. I've got six picks. I could take a Darren McFadden. No, and have... you, could, you could, but I'm going to take him right now. Uh-oh. If I can find him. Where is he? 91. Tick, tick, tick. Tick, tick, tick. Houdini, tick, tick, tick. <laughs> I guess I got half my time left. <laughs> yeah. There you go. D-Rex has to fill in for the talking for a moment. Which yeah, okay. Be a, which shouldn't be a problem for him. It's but, uh... not. I'm a, I'm a little less talkative than usual. I mean, I'm a little beat up today. No question about it. Uh, I think I need to put my liver on rest for a little while. Summertime shy is catching up to the kid. But after the holiday and the weeks leading up, you got... The thing that happens is you got a lot, got a lot of friends with newborns. They're all coming into town, so you got something to do every night, whether it's a dinner. And uh, damn, sometimes when you're an old man like me, you just want to do nothing. Some had high hopes that genetic engineering would correct this trend in evolution, but sadly, the greatest minds and resources were focused on conquering hair loss and prolonging erections. That works. So, I, I think they, they they focused in on the right thing. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to take Brandon LaFell as my fourth wide receiver. He played a lot better than that last season. And then I'm going to look for probably another running back here just because I'm a, you know, pretty stacked at wide receiver. And I've got guys like Ryan Matthews to back up your DeMarco Murray that you didn't get. Uh, I've got Devonta Freeman, who I think <laughs> is the starter over Tevin Coleman. And I think... Devonta Freeman's gonna be my pick here. Yeah, I don't like and Devonta Freeman. You can tell me that you love don't love Tevin Coleman, but I don't don't love Devonta Freeman at all. Love the one you're with, Houdini. Love the one you're with. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, you're with him now. <laughs> you're stuck I, with him. I drafted him. I'm I'm okay with it. So now, well, I got, all right, we've got one more positional pick. And then we're going to have a lot, a lot, a lot of talk in here. 
about what we think of everybody else's teams, how we like our teams, how I like it a lot better if I didn't have Andre Ellington and mm, Joyke Bell, and how if Amir Abdullah was in there for Joyke Bell. Percy Harvin just went. Ugh. And I'm going to draft my tight end, and I'll take a chance on the guy who I have bad mouth through a bunch of podcasts, Julius Thomas. But when I'm grabbing him, what round am I in here? I like that pick. 12th round? Yeah. I, I'll take it. I, I mean, it. at this point, tight ends are all just playing matchups and shots in the dark, and they're all about the same. If we're talking goop, tight ends after about, you know, Zach Ertz or goop. Well, and this is at the point here. So we're at the end of the draft. I, I have only left. Uh, so this is our last pick before we got to do the kicker and D. Yeah, well, yeah, you, I have. Well, I still have one more bench spot left. So um, I, 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 one more bench spot, and then I have to go kicker and D. So I'm not sure where you're at here. Uh, you, you I've got are, one you're more. on a wrap. You guys are both on a wrap. So you still have uh, two picks, and then the kicker and a D to go. Two so picks, you, then the kicker. and Yeah. D. So this is your last two. These are your last two got players it. you got right. Oh, yeah, I started off the round, so sorry for uh, throwing you under the bus there. Good, you got buddy. two more. <laughs> Maybe you'll miss one. <laughs> so just overall, right now, a guy, I'm not going to put any, who guy who's getting a lot of shade, but who's probably still a starter, just went off the board in, in Chris Ivory. And we haven't talked very much about the Jets running back situation, but Chris Ivory's pretty good last season, um, and he's the presumptive starter. And he's. I the- just drafted Nile Davis, and I'm gonna follow that. And you know what? When I goes that high on a tight end, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the upside. I'm going Devonta Parker. I, I know right. I'm gonna miss out on that guy at the beginning of the season, but if he comes back and him and Tannehill get all friendly together, that can I, that's the kind of thing. That's your last. That's pick. a perfect yeah. spot to pick him for your your last bench spot, your last wide receiver. You're taking a shot, you're taking a shot in a guy that could shoot up the the boards as opposed to taking a steady Eddie guy, like you know that, that you know what you're gonna get. Did did uh, Watson have a thousand yards last year? Sammy Watson's Watkins Sammy Watkins Watkins. Well, Watson. Uh, n- 978. Like yeah. I think Cooks would have had a thousand yards if he didn't get hurt. Mike Evans got a thousand yards last year. I think these guys. I think I got the three best uh, besides Amari Cooper, who I think is going to have a 1,210 uh, touchdown, 80 catch uh, season. But I've got rookies that I think are going to put up a lot of points. I think Devonte is only going to get to do them in you know eight of the games, but hopefully when he gets in there, that foot's all back and normal. They got to it early, so I'm psyched on it. Well, it's my pick now. And uh, so, waited all this time. I drafted Todd Gurley early. I'm drafting Trey Mason last. Nice. That's good. <laughs> so As a last pick, that's awesome. I perfect mean. handcuff at the perfect time. I've now had the bridge on all, all of my whole running back situation. Looks so much better now. And I didn't have to reach for him early. It's good. Very nice. I mean... I feel like we need to draft somewhere else with how good our teams are. <laughs> Should we do another one quickly? Uh, now let's talk about this one and see yeah, how it yeah, yeah. shakes out. Uh, I've got two picks here, and then I got to go, or I got one pick here, and then I got to go defense. I mean, just the quarterback depth still on the board is awesome. Cap's still on the board. Flacco is still on the board. Palmer's still on the board. Teddy B. Uh, RG3. All these guys are just going to be sitting on the waiver wire. I mean, Charles Sims is still on the board. Danny Woodhead. You know, this is just insane. Insane how much talent is still left in the draft. Well, this is also proof in the pudding why in a 10-team league, 
But the uh, guy you don't need to you should only be backing up your your uh, running backs and wide receivers. You really shouldn't be backing up another quarterback. You really shouldn't be backing up another tight end. Maybe. I want to just take a shot in the dark, and I'm going to take a David Cobb here. Nice. It's my you, last pick. That's a good pick because you have Ellington, too. Uh, not David Johnson, David Cobb with Cobb, Tennessee. Sorry, yeah, Tennessee. But, but he still could be a starting running back, potentially. We, we don't yet know. So, as being the last pick, uh, I can either take a real high kicker, but with kickers going off the board earlier because of auto drafts, or I could take a real high defense. I think I would take, at this point, the Kansas City defense and hope for a bit of a rebound. Solid. That's good. I got defense or kicker coming up here. I'm looking at, probably probably go after defense for me as well. There's enough, I think that all the kickers at this point in time are the same and no one else yep. is going to be reaching at there, this point in time. There was nobody who stuck out for me at kicker. So I agree. Yeah. So I went one back guy to I liked. Yep. So is that, is that a, I, I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers if they fall to me, but uh, we'll see what happens here. Two more picks to go. A guy that I still like that's still on the board out there that I'm, I can't take him, but I like a Stevie Johnson. I like what he's going to be able to do moving there down. There goes your Ryan Matthews. Up. I mean, talk about a handcuff that late. Oh my gosh! Does that guy have? Oh, he's got uh, what? Is it Marco Murray? <laughs> I, I'm glad I took Nile Davis. In the, Real late there. Something were to go down in that high volume, you know that I'm in. Oh, I want to do every handcuff. draft this season on Yahoo. What, <laughs> what, whatever just happened there was like, what what just happened? Like I can't even explain to you. You love your team. I love my team even with two auto drafts. <laughs> I mean, I've got Andre Ellington who's the starter. I got Joey Bell who's technically still the starter. Would I have rather had the higher upside Amir Abdullah than Joey Bell? Yeah, but. Andre Ellington, I'm not super down on. I have him as a running back, like, 24 or something in that range. So, as a fifth or sixth round pick, that's that's a surprise. All right, my, my defense. I get two in a row here, and I got both the guys that I've wanted in my queue for the last few rounds. Uh, I actually was going to take these guys last round, but uh, decided not to. I'm going Miami defense, and then I'm going... Cody Parkey. I know you're not so into them because you think they're going to go for a, a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, two-point conversion, but I just think the volume that this guy gets, the amount of times he gets to go for three and get the one-point extra points in that high-powered offense, it's, I, love, I love him as a kicker this year. All right, I love my team. I wish I would have gone Cooks instead of um, I wish I would have gone Cooks instead of uh, Jeremy Hill. But this is why we mock. This is why you print this thing out. You go back through your mind. Oh, Cal Kaepernick goes in the last. Kaepernick. I uh, don't like Kaepernick at all. I do in the Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah, you, we can't draft him. <laughs> 0.25 per yeah. carry, man. Yeah. There's only if four. He's, if he's late, if he's around and we're looking, I mean, he, we can start two quarterbacks. He's going to be pretty good in that. Uh, yeah, he's he's like, going to be our first quarterback. Hey, we're not saying that. I don't want him. I don't want him. Imagine I'm, Colin Kaepernick as a like one, Imagine on the Scott Fishbowl. What is that? Pound SF360 or something on Twitter? Yeah, uh, I've got one more pick to make, and then okay. we'll sort of finish it out here. All right. So I just, you know, I'm just saying, uh, if I, in the Scott Fishbowl, which is like a just little, uh, Snags will explain in less than 20 seconds when it's, uh, after he makes his pick, but I want one veto. 
I want to be able to. Everyone should be able to veto one player. I'm vetoing. We never get anything done. No, it's only four we, players that you can't draft. Everyone gets to choose one player that is. Just, but you're not putting the consider. You're just being a hater on him. The only reason why we're considering he's him been in this format is if yeah. he runs a hundred times this year. It's fifty. It's uh 40, 40 points. points. Think about bonus forty points. Both free. When the average you know, QB, I think he's gonna be deals. better than you think, just because he's come down to earth. He was. The 12th quarterback in this league last year in his, what, worst season, statistically? Yeah. yeah. He's going to be so, we've got 15 minutes to kind of talk about this before the results get uh, deleted here. Let's go team by well, team. we can take a screen grab. Uh, they really get deleted? Can't export this shit? I think it'll email it to you, but it won't email the uh I made up a other fake teams. email address anyways. <laughs> so, I use a Yahoo email address. Hang on, you're going to hear some cameras as I take photos of all the teams. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess I went last, so I'll sort of start, because that's what I'm going to do here. My QB is Matt Ryan, and I've got the Ryan to Julio connection, yeah, baby. which is awesome it's when it's a great quarterback throwing to a great receiver. And then my second wide receiver is Demarius, and my third is DeAndre Hopkins who I feel has the potential to finish top 15, if not top 10. I mean, there's no question those wide receivers are ridiculous. And then my running back core is light at the top. I'll trade, I'll trade you in this league, then. What do you want? You want Lamar Miller and... Lamar Miller and... I don't need running backs. Huh. I need wide receivers. Yeah, you got to talk to me. <laughs> but you're, you don't want DeAndre Hopkins, so... Maybe. <laughs> Right now, I got two, uh, I got my, my wide receiver. Oh, I should have gone with uh, Cooks there. I thought he was going to maybe make it back to me. No. Well, you're at the front of the round. At the front of the round, you got to take guys who you like. Yeah. Because they're going to disappear. What, 18 picks to wait in a 10 yeah. team league? Yeah. And I'm happy with my wide receivers. There's no question about it. I love Chris Johnson. Larry Fitzgerald, slow and steady. He's going to be good. And then Devonta Parker, if he misses those first six games or whatever, and his foot's healed, I like what he's going to be able to do. He's going to be hungry. I think it could even help the rookie uh, to be on the sidelines and kind of see it uh, instead of getting thrown right into the gauntlet. But we shall see. Can you? Uh, all right, done. Got them all. All right, so... After DeAndre Hopkins, well, I guess I could have, but hey, <laughs> my my starting. I, I could do some audio, you know. Yeah, my starting running backs would be Lamar Miller and Joseph Randall ahead of Andre Ellington. Uh, my tight ends Travis Kelsey, who I'm sold on completely. I have about zero questions. Then the rest of my running back core looks like Andre Ellington, C.J. Spiller, Joyke Bell, Devontae Freeman, and David Cobb. And I'm very, very running back heavy because my wide receivers are. So deep at the top, and I just drafted one as backup. Uh, and Brandon LaFell finished, you know, as a top 25 receiver last season. And I get to wait until potentially Tom Brady comes back to see if he can kind of rekindle that matchup before I even see if I have to put him in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, and then kicker and defense, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I love what I had come out with my team. I start with Dez. I, I go into the second round and I look at the value that I have there. I was looking at the running backs. Don't decide to do it. Go grab Calvin Johnson as my second wide receiver. Then decide to even go in, in the third round. I got T.Y. Hilton. So I immediately built a ridiculous receiving core in the first three rounds. And then the worry is, well, what's going to happen to my to my running back situation? And 
I'm actually I'm pretty happy with the way everything turned out. I got Mark Ingram, who I was debating about taking when I took T.Y. Hilton in the fourth. Then I got Todd Gurley, who could be something special in the in the fifth. Love Todd Gurley. Then in the sixth round, I, I tied to get him, but the upside is, is is ridiculous. And I was still looking like I, I probably needed to be hunting running backs with my next pick, but that Golden Tate sitting there. For where I like Golden Tate this year, I had to take him. Yeah. And it gives me this extreme depth at wide receiver. But then went back to, to uh, running back with the next pick to take LeGarrette Blunt. So at least I got a, a guy who's at least a starter for the beginning of the year. Looking at all these ways, that I just need to make sure that just in case Gurley's not there, that I can bridge the gap. Uh, and then, waiting until round eight, I steal, in my, in my opinion, Cam Newton, uh, who could just have a phenomenal season. And then grab Isaiah Crowell, Devonta Adams... Darren McFadden, Julius Thomas, and Trey Mason is my last pick in order to, to even get the handcuff on, on Gurley. So I'm pretty pretty stoked with that team, and that's going three wide receivers to start. Not even just wide receiver, wide receiver. That's three wide receivers to start. That's that's uh, that's pretty 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 nice, pretty nice. Uh, yeah, man, my team. Uh, you know, I, I, this is why I do mocks. I, I wanted. I'm glad I did from the first slot. I hadn't. Uh, Really been doing many mocks from that spot, and who knows? I could have a first first pick in some leagues. Uh, and basically, what I wanted to do is I wanted to see what my team looked like with the quarterback early. Um, I just kind of said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk out of those first couple rounds with with um, Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers. My first pick was Adrian Peterson, then an Aaron Rodgers. So uh, I was pretty I'm pretty happy with that. Um, but at the same time, when you're getting a Matt Ryan in round ten. And you're getting uh, where did Cam go? Eight. Eight. Then you know, to be honest, I think I should have probably had a wide receiver there. Um, but I'm less upset by taking Aaron Rodgers and me doing the Jeremy Hill thing, and I should have just taken Cooks. Cooks in the third round, first pick of the third round, actually. Um, or no, that would have been the fourth round, right? First pick of the fourth round. It's high. Um, it's high, but uh, he's going places though. Uh, yeah, he's, he's he's but he's just gonna. I think he's gonna get 100 catches. He's the only thing that really Drew Brees got back there. So and hopefully his diminutive size it doesn't cost him uh, the ability to really be a breakout guy. But every time I see that guy catch the ball and run after the catch, it's it's just electric. So, um, but then I've got my wide receivers become right before I was going. Amari Cooper got taken, but I got Kevin Smith. Uh, Allen Robinson and Nelson Aguilar are my starters. I think Kevin that, Smith. You got the you got the uh, you got the uh, director White. of, of yeah. Ke- Kevin White. Fire? Sorry, <laughs> Kevin Smith. Kevin White. Um, I'm trying to look at this this device, our screen, so there's no friggin' airplay thing. <laughs> Having some technical difficulties, uh, but I like the fact that I got Olson in the fifth. Um, he's uh, he's he's good times all around. Um, I like what he's gonna do. I know that uh, other guys are more into Kelsey. And I, my guys, I, I like going pretty early on an Olsen or waiting a little bit and getting uh, Ertz. So, happy there. I think my running back stable is pretty impressive. I think I got the best running back in Adrian Peterson. I got Jeremy Hill as my number two. And I can make, I've got Frank Gore in there as well. To be honest, I can see starting him a lot uh, over Jeremy Hill in certain situations. Love, love that. Amir Abdullah is a nice backup at the running back slot as well. And then I love the flyer on Nile Davis, never wishing for anyone to get hurt. Love, love, love Jamal Charles this year. But if, lo and behold, something happens and he goes down, I do really love the opportunity that Nile Davis is going to get. You guys know that. I talk about it on the podcast when we're mocking all the time. Um, and then, you know, I like my, my wide receivers are good too. I got Sloan Steady. 
Uh, Larry Fitzgerald. I've got a Charles Johnson on my bench as well. I like both those guys. And then Devonta Parker, Parker, a home run hitter uh, that potentially could uh, come right back into the mix. And I think the Dolphins are in for a good year this year. And they are going to be excited to unleash that first-round toy once he comes back from injury. The Masturbation Network, keeping America baiting for 300 years. And now, sweet bang tube. <laughs> oh, brother, that could be the future. Is, is Jeremy <laughs> Hill a guy we're sort of down on collectively this year? Or are we just... Cause there's some, I'm not. Uh, where, where do you have him ranked? Uh, on my tiers, he's like my number... He's the guy who I have in front of Mark Ingram and C.J. Anderson. So, well, eleven. 10th, 10th, I think. Yeah. So I've we got CJ at 11? He, he'll, he'll, he's going to have potential to move up, but I'm not I'm not vaulting him like you guys are until I see something. Who? Yeah. CJ Anderson. How much more do you need to see than the Lions? I want to see. I want to see. It's a, it's, a new, it's a new offensive uh, coach coming in, a uh, new head coach coming in. I want to see how he wants to run the offense, what they're doing, and, and then I'm just, I, you know what? When. I just am not believing yet. I want, I want to see that I he can handle this. I agree with you in one one way. I agree that you got to see it. You got to see what the whole system is. You got to see them playing around in the preseason and whatnot. But it's Peyton Manning's running back. That's for me. It's just like just going back. I've won championships ages ago in the early two thousands by taking guys like Dominic Rhodes, who just as a flyer flyer guy out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden because of Peyton Manning, this guy's knocking out thirteen hundred yards to win the leagues. He's got Peyton Manning, and I love that. I love that. He's got that going for him. And he's got Kubiak. That <laughs> Kubiak plus Peyton equals like perfection <laughs> in terms of a model running back. No, I understand. He's got to be the starter. But they're also coddling with Peyton Manning. They're they're talking about how they're gonna you know take things easy and they're gonna be more run emphasis type team. Doesn't that help him? Well, I don't know if it does because it, then it's gonna you know maybe that helps Peyton more because teams are gonna say okay you know you're gonna be more run first and they're not worried about. If Peyton has lost arm strength, which, come on, it has to happen at some point in time. So, you know, it happened to Brett Favre even. I think so. it happened when he hurt his neck. I don't think he's had arm strength since then. He didn't have a ton of arm strength before that. What he has, he has the ability to know exactly where to throw a ball, when to throw the ball, and, 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 and get that release point. But Not I, according to his direct TV commercial. He used to have a laser rocket arm. <laughs> Chicken parm, you smell so good. Oh wait, that's that's a different. That's the new one. That's a different commercial. But Omaha, uh, Omaha. Another guy in the C.J. Anderson mold who just dominated over the second half of last season was Jeremy Hill. Well, I mean, he, he was the leading rusher in the NFL over the last what eight, ten weeks, and he had like eight hundred and nine hundred and something yards at five point four a clip. Yeah, and he was just a monster, and he scored like eight touchdowns. And they drafted. An offensive tackle for him. Two. Two. They also drafted two big tight ends, I think, for him, too. Tyler Croft and another blocker, yeah. Right. So they've added all this extra beef to their line because they're they're coming out and and they're saying, we are running the football. This is an old Lovey Smith type team. We're coming off the bus running the football. Well, on my version three of my tiers, I had Hill, I think, at number 18. At the running back position, which I'm pretty sure was the lowest out of all of us. I've definitely moved him up. I think he's probably maybe in the 14, 13 round range. And, uh, you know, I just get a little worried with the whole uh, um, 
uh, Giovanni Bernard. Uh, but at the same time, we saw it. I've seen them both play, and when you do the eye test, Jeremy Hill can play the position in this league. He's a big boy. He's fast. Some of those deep uh, cuts that he can make when he's uh, he, he's he's fast and he's nimble. So I, I like it, and, and I agree. Yeah, fast, I agree. Nimble, they're not gonna, they're not going to rely on they're, they're not going to rely on Andy Dalton to get him to the promised land. So they're going to be using those running backs a lot this year. Yeah, I moved Hill up to eight. And I think it's a fairly conservative approach. We've got to remember this guy was barely, barely used at the beginning of the season. He was a five to seven touch guy. And then suddenly they went full Hugh Jackson. They, yep. hey, hey, you know, this is your team. You're going to be the main guy. And we're going to mix Gio Bernard in a sort of, you know, change of pace, third down roll, even though Hill can still catch the ball. I don't know if he'll get another 30 catches. Well, you know, because Hugh Jackson likes to have that lead back, and Gio was just, was just not that lead back. But Gio was so much more dynamic than the other guy that they had there before, Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis, no longer playing football. So, you know, that's the situation. So he would rather have the guy who is the six foot one, 230-pound guy in Jeremy Hill be the bruiser and let Gio do what Gio does, but it's going to be through a lot of running this year. I guarantee that. Yeah. I mean, just just over the last three games of the season, uh, you know, 148 against Cleveland, 147 against Denver, who was a stiff run defense with Terrence Knighton, and 100 against Pittsburgh, who was not exactly stiff. But those are just the last three games, and Geo played in all those. Yeah, and on top of that, that was also at a point in time where their opponents knew that that's what they were going to do. Yeah. That they were coming out, and it was Jeremy Hill was going to be the guy that was leading the, the, the wagon. Absolutely. He, he did have some down games, though. I mean, against that first game against Pittsburgh, he only had eight carries for 46 yards, and it was a little light. And you're like, is it Geo's team again? And then there was, you know, the Tampa Bay game where he put up 40 yards, which was like, this is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, right. <laughs> but I, I think he's got 100 yard. I think he's a 20-carry, 100-yard type guy. You know, it, it is also at a point in time where, who knows, who Jackson could have been messing with their minds trying to figure out how this, how, how are these work? two guys going to coexist in the backfield together? And I think they found the better blend toward the end, which is going to be that, you know, Geo, you're just not going to be a 200 plus carry guy. You're going to be 10, 12 touch guy. You're going to be on, on the year probably about 150, 150 carries, and you can get yourself, you know, maybe maybe even more than, uh, you know, and then you're going to get another 50, 60 receptions. You know, be yeah. that guy. I mean, remember his rookie year, he was the 60 catch guy or something, right? Yeah. In Geo, and that's when he was at his best. I think he averaged like 10 yards or 9.2 yards a catch. Caught 56 passes and 514 yards on the ground, and then he, you know, outpaced his numbers rushing in that sort of respect as well. So. And at that time too, when they had the law firm, the law firm had a decent season. You know, it wasn't like it was horrible. Two hundred for like, right, but it was two hundred for seven fifty. There was no ex- right. There was no explosion. So you're going to have that explosion with Hill if Geo can bring in that what he does. Teams are going to respect Hill a lot more than they respected Ben Jarvis Green Ellis when yeah. he was there. And or Gio. Well, right, because Gio was a rookie at the time. So, okay, I like it. What else uh, What else do you guys notice in here? Things looked bleak for Joe, but they were even worse for mankind. As Joe and Rita lay dormant, the years passed, and mankind became stupider at a frightening rate. <laughs> the first three picks of the third round were awesome. I mean, in terms of just pure value. So that way, if you're drafting at the front end of a draft, I think you can get three awesome, awesome players. Because here are the first three picks. 
uh, Jeremy Hill, AJ Green, and then Mike Evans. And then they mixed it in with a Jimmy Graham right after that. I'm not going to agree with that at all. But after that, then you got you know T.Y. Hilton, uh, Alshon Jeffrey coming off the board, Randall Cobb. Like the third round receiver is pretty legit. Yeah. So if you wait, you're still getting a very very good receiver as your number one. That's sort of one of the reasons I like drafting at the beginning of the draft is because I think I can get three of the top 24 or 25 players, and those guys are world leaders this season. And and they're all, all pretty equal. Let's look yeah. at it this way, too. If you're drafting at the beginning of the draft, you probably also have a better potential to go running back, running back, and then grab that wide receiver, or go running back, wide receiver, running back, and solidify yourself because you're going to have already that top-end running back. If you want to double up, you know that look at these wide receivers who are being available in the third round. Then that gives you that opportunity. But then again, that's if you're in the front end of the draft. If you, you want someone comment on that? Oh, yeah. If, if D-Rex would have not drafted Aaron Rodgers, not saying it was a bad pick, but if yeah. he would have went a different route. If he would have drafted... Uh, Mike Evans no, was another guy. Was gonna do. Adrian Peterson, and then Jeremy Hill, and then A.J. Green or Mike Evans, who are... I, I like A.J. Green more. He likes Mike Evans, so like Mike Evans. Mike Evans. But that's a stack, you know, top two running backs. That's two 20-plus carry guys you're getting who are going to carry the load for you, who are going to be world beaters, and you're still getting a legit number one wide receiver. And that is awesome. Yeah. So now here's the thing that where I go, you know, where I was drafting there number five. You I'll never, just so you know, I'll never take Aaron Rodgers in the second round in a real draft. And, but <laughs> I, I didn't know that until now. But, uh, you know, just I'm just not going to do it. So who are, who are the, and again, I got caught off guard. Who were the first uh, four picks of the draft before I went? It, so it was... Uh, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, Marshawn Lynch, Le'Veon Bell. Okay, so the guy that, that maybe could have been squeezed in there was like a Matt Forte if I wanted to go running back. Which, Eddie Lacy, I would have Eddie Lacy, okay, or Eddie I, Lacy. Eddie Lacy, right, Eddie Lacy. Here's my whole thing. Is I'm, I just, I don't want to be the guy who's taking like that last... Did. Uh, taking the last of that that category, so I go Dez, who I'm really high on, and at that point in time in the draft, and so it's like, especially that it's a, you know we're talking ten team league here. It doesn't, you know, I understand going those running backs early, but if I would have gone running back there, then if I come back and I'm going running back, then I'm also waiting to mill. Then T. Y. Hilton becomes my number one wide receiver. I don't, I don't love my team with T. Y. Hilton as my number yeah. one. No matter what, I love my team when T. Y. Hilton's my number three. And to come out of it and still have the, the amount of running backs when I waited. You know, I should have been grabbing a running, a running back in the third round where everyone's... But everyone depleted and everyone's going wide receiver. So the guys who I was looking at, I still had three of the five guys that were on my basically in my queue for the draft in the third round. They're available for me in the fourth round. Yep. So let me ask you, just either or, pick, pick your favorite... Uh, sort of off the same landscape you have, but if you go Des Bryant and then you go C.J. Anderson or Jeremy Hill because you consider them pretty much equal, and then you go T.Y. Hilton in the third, do you like that team more than what, what you get? Des, 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 T.Y. and C.J. Anderson it, it, or it, Jeremy it, it, Hill. It was C.J. Anderson because he was the guy I had a choice of drafting at that point in time. Or Jeremy Hill. Or, or Jeremy Hill, right. So, so I, mean, I, probably, have, I probably wouldn't have Jeremy Hill higher, so I could have had Jeremy Hill... Des and Ty or what you have? What I have? Calvin. I, I, love, I, I think Calvin I, Des and Ty. I just I just love the fact that any any day of the oh, any Sunday, any Monday, any Thursday, 
any of those motherfuckers can take a ball to the house and at two, any time. 200 yards. 200 right. yard game. So I have that, and you got to face three of them. Anyone that's got to face me on a weekly basis, and the fact that I waited so long and I can still grab Julius Thomas, whatever that ends up being, fine. But Cam Newton, and then taking the chance with the home run hitting Gurley, but if it doesn't fail, if, it, if that fails, I got another guy that could fail in Darren McFadden, but I still got Isaiah Crowell. I still got Trey Mason. I still got. Well, if Todd uh, Gurley Mark fails, you still got Trey Let's Mason. Let's be honest. Your running backs come at the price a lower a lower value because your wide receivers are so amazing. Correct. So that I'm almost like uh, I'm basically the flip side of that. My wide receivers are pretty much garbage. Uh, I like I think they'll be able to compete on a weekly basis. I like some of the games they'll have, but nobody's scared going into a week with my wide wideouts where people are. Who were your first two picks again? My first two picks were AP and Aaron Rodgers. AP and Aaron Rodgers. Okay, well, you, had a, you had the first pick and then had to come back. Yeah. I want to Stan, but that's a fifty-point start. I want to every week. I want to. I want to. I want to focus on the. We, we talked about what what a strategy was at the beginning, where I like the running back, running back. Where I was saying where I'm, where I was drafting, I didn't like it. Uh-huh. Where you were drafting, who were your first two picks? Uh, I went Cal or I went uh, Julio, who's my top receiver, and backed it up with Demarius. So you went, he went, you went heavy on the wide receiver. What if, what were your potentials that you could have gone if you wanted to go heavy on the running back there? If I wanted to go heavy on running back and go two running backs, I'd be with like a, you know, maybe an Arian Foster or DeMarco Murray. Well, my number one guy would have been C.J. Anderson. So I debated heavily between Demarius Thomas and C.J. Anderson. Heavily? For the 30 seconds? I mean, <laughs> so fast. Yeah. That, I mean, you that, was my, that was one of the reasons why I took Aaron Rodgers so quick. I'm like, I'm like uh, I can't take that guy. Can't. The ping pong balls in my points. head at 30 seconds were insane. <laughs> Never do a 30-second draft if you can help it. But it make, it sharpens the knife. It sharpens the well, knife. you gotta be, you got to make your decisions quick. Especially because I've never used Yahoo either. That's me either. Totally I'm, like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, how do I even switch positions? How do I draft a guy? Where's the damn cue? <laughs> Good God. Uh, re- good reason to, to mock on all these different sites is um, if you do, and maybe you join one of the leagues that's on a CBS or on a Yahoo, and you've mocked there, you're gonna be a little more familiar with with the arrangement there. Um, what are some of the things that? What are some of the picks late that you love from your squad that you think have huge upside, and how how do they get there to be uh, start you know major players in fantasy football this year, Stags? I mean. We talked about championships are won, what, 7 to 12 last five, week? 5 to 12. 12. 5 to 12. So we'll just start there. So Andre Ellington, uh, we'll start at 6 because I'm not considering <laughs> that pick. Uh, so Travis Kelsey, who I think is a differentiator at the tight end position, uh, any way you slice it, he's top 4. Uh, for pretty much anybody out there, if he's not top 4 in somebody's rankings, I have not seen them. Uh, and you're not going to go back to using them, I really. <laughs> I mean, I don't trust them. <laughs> but then Joseph Randall, uh, C.J. Spiller, Matt Ryan. Spiller's a huge upside on there. I'm worried. I'm worried of his touches right out of the gates. I think he's going to take a little time to really carve his niche in that offense. I think his bit. niche t- has been carved in in the past, though. You know, he's sliding exactly into a role and. That's one of the things that's exciting about C.J. Spiller. He's going, direct, he's a square going into a square <laughs> instead of like them trying to put well, the right. square in a circle as a lead when back. He, when he blew up and he had the amazing season, it wasn't because of volumes of touches. It was then everyone going, oh my God, look, C.J. Spiller has to be one of the top three running because they're going to give him an extra 100 carries and now he's going to have 2,600 yards. Uh, 
Yeah. Slow your roll. <laughs> he is who he is, and now they kept... Again, you're right. Never being able to find a place for him. Sean Payton knows what he wants him to do in the offense. That was a hand-picked signing. Like, the thing is that I worry they about... They sought out New Orleans, and that's yeah. how the signing happened. Well, it's smart, but at the same time, he's making a sacrifice to go there. Because he's not going to get 150 carries. He's probably, you know, unless yeah. something happens to Mark Ingram because they Which will. He's going to miss three games. We know I mean, that. Okay. Right. So if he gets Which 120 carries and... 75, 80 catches, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's still valuable. I'm, I'm not denying it. I'm just saying it's just one of those things where when you look at him as, as a player, you're not going to be, he's not going to be a 180, 200 carry guy. I just want, you know. One of the things is, though. I agree. Catches are pretty much twice as valuable as rushes. Uh, any way you slice it, a running back will pretty much average double the yards he does on a catch than he does on a run. So, those 70, if you just want to talk about it in like pure touch standpoint, okay, so he gets 120 carries, and then he gets 75 catches. So we'll call that 75, that's 270 carries, right? Uh, just in a way of talking about it, at about five yards a clip. So that's 1,300 or so total yards. I think that's high end. That, that's having uh, a very there about him. You got hepatitis. Oh, is someone not feeling well? Your illness is very important to us. I don't know, Dude, man. He finally put put a hurt on himself. That that's what happens when you're the only one drinking during the show. <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm I, beat up from last no night. Problem. I'm, I'm, I'm no off problem. the balance today. I love it. Let's listen. It's good. My buddy did get hepatitis. Poor bastard. Yeah, that's a poor bastard. Yeah, it was during the summer too. He's, not, he's out forever. I'm not. A, I'm not embarrassed by shit. Why me? Every time Metzler says leave, follow, or get out of the way, I get out of the way. Yeah, when he says that, you're not supposed to choose get out of the way. It's supposed to embarrass you into leading or at least following. That doesn't embarrass me. So is, this is what, idiocracy is yeah. what you said? Yeah, give us and, and this is a, your audio today. Is this another, you know, Hansel movie? Uh, Owen Wilson? No, this is Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson and Maya Rudolph okay. uh, from back in the day. And he he's just average Joe, the most average guy uh, in, in in the in the world. Him and Maya Rudolph, who's a hooker, um, get put into this army base experiment where they're supposed to get frozen for like uh, thirty days. But they get put into the, the hyperbolic chambers or whatever, and then it goes like five hundred years goes by, and uh, you know society crumbles. And he when he wakes up, he is now the smartest man on. On the planet, <laughs> I like it. I like it. And then your audio. What was the what was the intro song and outro? And it's, all that? it's the meters. And because you know we're all strutting our stuff here, we open with the chicken strut. That was like it. Like it. Sounded good. And uh, we're going to close out uh, with a, a kind of an, an homage to the Grateful Dead who were just here for the Fare Thee Well tour. So we'll do the uh, the one of the original versions of Hey po- Hey Pocky Away. Uh, by the meters, and stay tuned after that. You might get a little glimpse of some 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 stuff that happened uh, at the actual final dead show. No. So after the CJ Spiller pick, I picked up Matt Ryan, who we don't even have to discuss Jeez, in the ninth Louis. round. That was ninth round, Matt Ryan. Yeah, ninth. That's round, crazy. La- yeah. Last pick of the ninth round. I was, that's stealing. That is stealing. <laughs> I was looking at him or Cam Newton in the eighth round. It's I just stealing. could not believe it that. that 
other guys that they were drafting before him. Matt and then Ryan Tony Romo the went off the board just before him. Mm, but if I would have had if I would have had Tony Romo there, I don't feel bad about it at the end of the ninth round either. I uh, but I it's a big I think it's a big drop off. I think it's a, a little bit of a drop off. For what, I can't for say it's the huge. way that the, the strength of schedule that, is for Atlanta for how much they are going to be really kind of focusing on the passing game again this year. Yeah. No one does it like they that. They have a horrible defense still. <laughs> it's yeah. like, are we talking about both teams here? Because I think we said the same thing about both of them. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> probably true. I just worry with Romo that I just know he's going to get banged up a little bit. Once once things go sideways with Romo, it's like an old dog. It goes sideways quickly, and it hurts your fantasy football season. So Ryan, I think feel like you're definitely getting the 16 games. And yeah, I, I just I can't believe that your pick of Ryan in the ninth is high high value. Well, Whereas you look at my Aaron Rodgers in the second quarterback, that's not a value pick. So I like it. It's going to bring you in. I think Aaron probably misses a couple games himself, but I like that going in each week and getting that action. Because I just think he can put up a six touchdown enormous game on you, but that's not value in the second round. So. Well, let's put it this way: I think we've emphasized the point in a ten-team league for sure. You should wait on quarterback, yeah, because the fact that you can get who you just named, and then Ben Roethlisberger went in what, what the fifth round, I think, or sixth six, round, sixth, sixth round. round. So Roethlisberger sixth, Cam Newton eight, Matt Ryan nine, Tony Romo in ten. But remember, quarterbacks do Stafford tend to go was around later that point in time grass. too. So, but they but do but, tend to go a little later in my draft. So look at the ADP. No, I, I understand. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine a real you, draft. You, you can get sense a run though. But here's the here's, here's the point though. You still could have had Eli Manning at that point in time. You still could have had there's. there's yeah. There's a lot of other guys well, who, love. who have the guy who that that stag party has said that he would be willing to roll through the season with it. Stan Bradford who didn't even get drafted. Yeah, hmm. and, and then there, you know, in the tenth round, it was a Joyke Bell auto pick. But hey, he's still a starting running back on a decently high powered offense. I, I would prefer to Mir Abdullah there, but nitpicking uh, on a thirty second clock. And then LaFell, who I just think. As a fourth receiver, you could do a lot worse. I think he's steady. Uh, I think once Tom Brady comes back, you'll have time to see if he's playing to the level he played at last season. And if he is, then I have an easy bye week fill-in for any of the guys I have uh, as my top three. And then I sort of rounded it out with two you know, potential running backs. Uh, you know, Betting on the other so- side of the coin, I call it. Uh, and drafted Devonta Freeman and David Cobb who, if their guys in front of them get injured or falter, they can both have you know high upside, and I think they've also got some sort of role going into the season. I think especially with Cobb, where you've got, where you look at Mariota, he's a rookie, why would they not, unless this guy just does not understand the offense and there's a, there's a, a football smarts issue, um, which I, I don't know if that's the case. I'll, you know, we'll hear more as it's coming on. But why would they not want to have this new kind of regime with the rookie quarterback, rookie running back, and do some do something really great there uh, for the future of the team? Like, why? There's no reason not to. Because they got a second year running back, I guess. That's, that's true. Who's the same? Who's, who's the same age like as David Cobb and who provides more explosion? Because David Cobb is. Slow as molasses, like Sean Green. <laughs> well, that's a problem because if you can't get into the to the second level of the defense, you're gonna have a hard time maintaining way. a job and scoring fantasy points. And here's the thing: what scares me about slower guys is when they run out of the shotgun. Uh, you know, they, they they've got a lot farther to go to sort of get started. They've got that one stutter step where they're, it's almost a step back, 
and then they have to go. Whereas running out of the I formation or the single back, they're getting going towards the line of scrimmage right away, and it gives them that extra step. I, I worry about that with slower guys. I think Bishop Sankey is coming, you know, played in the shotgun-style offense in college, a little bit of the spread. So I think he's got the advantage there. And I think, you know, a rookie season for a running back can sort of be thrown out. So I think Sankey, you're also getting at a bit of a value. Well, a lot of times too. Drafted right? No, Sankey got drafted. Sankey was a. Well, it, but he'll tell you where he was drafted. But the, the point that I like to, to harken round twelve pick. I didn't even, when you said that I liked, I was like harken, harken. harken. <laughs> I love that. There one. you go. So I'm going to harken to the, the point of with a bigger running back uh, that's slower, right? But a slow doesn't have to even be bigger. The slower running back. I usually am almost deathly afraid, unless that guy... He went to Iowa? Can, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Or, or that guy nice. has the ability to break tackles ridiculously. He's just like he's just a solid type guy who has no problem running inside. Lawrence Maroney? No, I'm not talking about Lawrence Maroney. Tony Maroney? Um, or that he's got to have a, a really good wiggle to him. He's got to be able to have be able to stutter and stop and go again. It's because... If you don't have any way to, if you're just going to be like Monte Ball, and you're just going to be that kind of guy that goes right into the into the into the hole, but you don't go into it with any explosion, you're just not going to be effective in this league. So I can't disagree with that. So, but the value in the thirteenth round is unbelievable. If he sucks, you know what? I could drop him first guy I, after bench. <laughs> he's right. the first guy for me to drop because I got to make other moves to make my team better. Did any of us? No, no one here. We didn't draft anyone. Drafted uh, no one. Drafted a backup quarterback or tight end. Correct? I didn't. I did not. I okay. was. I was thinking about it at one point with Eli Manning, but it was like I was looking at uh, you guys had six running backs, and I think I had four. I was like, you know what? This is the time to take that last. I went Niall Davis instead. So let's talk about uh, another guy's team here who's in the draft. Drafted from the two slot right behind D Rex. So he got Jamal Charles, then Arian Foster. So you run, run which back. I was going for this guy the first two rounds. Fuck me, because I was going Aaron Arian Foster was in my queue. I felt good about it right before you go, and then I got twenty, I got thirty, twenty nine seconds to go and f off, and I end up with Aaron Rodgers. So and then he follows it up with AJ Green, and that's just great starting three. Yeah. Uh, and then his fourth round pick was Drew Brees. Definitely not a value there compared yeah. to Matt Ryan in the ninth. Uh, then backs it up with Deshaun Jackson as his first receiver, who I can't really get on board with. Oh, yeah, there. AJ Green is his first oh, receiver. Oh, you're right, you're right. So as a second receiver, okay, maybe in a standard league. Uh, and then coming back with Brandon Marshall is a three. Okay, I'm not excited. See about again, it. these are these are also two wide receivers on teams that are probably not going to be very good in. New York Jets and Washington. I don't want to have my my faith in guys that are on poor teams. You know, the Jets would be better than you think. They could be, but at the same time, they still got such a question mark at the quarterback position, and where you know the ability to Emmanuel Sanders can can point to it, but it, probably not as much as Eric Decker can point to it from coming from Peyton Manning and uh, as a, it's the kind of juxtaposition because he still had a good quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, but from Peyton Manning. To Geno Smith, Eric Decker realized that no longer was he ever going to catch a pass in full stride and be running down the field. He was going to be catching passes behind him. He's going to be catching passes over his head, at his feet. There's just no consistency to the quarterback. So you may be a great wide receiver, but one thing about Brandon Marshall, 
It's gonna frustrate the hell out of them. Yeah. I mean, you bounce past one into them. But what I think, oh, could, boy. What I think could happen <laughs> is you got Fitzpatrick it gets in there early, and Fitzpatrick's gonna find himself his new uh, Andre Johnson, his new Hushmanzada. Well, uh, How early you think he's getting in? Because they're they're basically have said it's Gino's job right now. So it's like you're gonna. If they if they if do the it early, good, then it's, but he's playing like poo. They're not going to be. They're going to. Well, their defense is going to be dynamite. Yeah, their so. defense is awesome. So we'll, we'll see. I like Gino. I, I don't think he's bad as as any, everybody else. But I, for fantasy football and for Brandon Marshall, I like Fitzpatrick behind the uh, center. I do as well. I so do. speaking of dynamite, Sir William Dynamite was this guy's name. Sir he must have been from that. Philly because he went with Zach Ertz uh, in the seventh. And then Philadelphia defense, Philadelphia defense in, in the eighth, which is you know crazy, but especially when you're not getting a super elite defense because they were an aberration with all those special team touchdowns and return touchdowns last Terrible season. Pick. Yeah, uh, and then went back Connor Barth, you know, drafted a kicker early, and then he's you know then he's grabbing you know backup QBs and getting Stafford in the tenth. Let's put uh, this getting way. Decker to, to go along with Marshall on the same team. Right. Uh, and then and Chris Ivory, so he's got no, no, another no. Jets. And this team is just... Wait, hold on. Oh, he's also got Kendall Wright on the team. So here's the thing. Oh, and I'm, Daniels. On, on your guys' teams, who do you have as your wide receivers four and five? The first two guys that are I don't have a five. Right. Brandon LaFell. Four and five for me is Charles Johnson is my four, and Larry Fitzgerald's my five. And for me, it's it's Golden Tate and Devonta Adams. So when you look at that difference of bench yeah. of what happens to your team, and like you look at what this guy Adams. did uh, with his draft, and it's, and then off his bench, it's Eric Decker and Kendall Wright. You know, Ugh. that's not really good. And those not guys really good. And that's that, like it, you could possibly it, those guys in your lineup. You could possibly get negative points. Well, here's the worst part: <laughs> one of those guys is going to have to play at least three times because there are bye weeks. Ugh. Terrible. So, you know, that's where you, you start looking at, you know, when you're, especially in a 10 team league, this is also why this guy doesn't have the depth because he, he drafted early on the, uh, the kicker and uh, on the defense. And on a backup QB. And a backup QB. Can you guys see when I took um, Charles Johnson, was that the round? And a backup tight end. He backed up tight end with Owen Daniels. You Did don't need to take that pick. right before that? What's that? Did I take Charles Johnson in round that he took Devontae before it? Yeah, you took him before I took Devontae. I took him before or after? I took Devontae. Well, I can tell you what round I took Devontae. I took him in round 10. Yeah. T-Rex, you started round 9 with Charles Johnson and then ended 10 with Amir Abdullah. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, no. Would you I have like, taken Devontae Adams no, over Charles no, Johnson? No, I like Charles Johnson, but Devontae Adams is right there. I'm, I'm as high as you can get on that guy. And I have... Aaron Rodgers, so it probably would have been uh, it probably would have been a good pick there. Let's talk about the three slot in our draft. Yeah, that went Marshawn Lynch, C.J. Anderson, so he went running back, running back, and then his first receiver is Mike Evans, so he's got a pretty nice value there. And then he sniped uh, a D-Rex boy and took a Brandon Cooks, so he's got Evans and Cooks, who D-Rex loves. Love that. Oh. And with the two running backs, you know, at the three slot, you know, pretty interchangeable. And he waited. At what round did he get? And then uh, Keenan Allen in five. In five, okay. Uh, followed that up with Amari Cooper, another D-Rex pick. Uh, this guy got me three times. Uh, and then he took an early defense. He took a Seattle defense. I'm not that mad about it. I'm not, it's still oh, around. See, but Seattle's again, defense is still. Elite. 
They uh, are, can you guarantee me Philadelphia's you, defense? You is can't, but at the same time, is Seattle's defense a defense that's going to be walking in and guaranteeing that you're going to get seven sacks on a weekly basis? No. What they are is a defense that's going to stop you to throw out of three and outs, and sometimes they give you. That's not good for fantasy. Right, that they, give you, they give you boner points. They give you. They give you. You know, <laughs> it looks great, but it, you know. Doesn't doesn't fuel the, the the fantasy uh, score. I, and I look at this guy's team as a whole. I'm not I'm not a big fan of this team. You know, okay, it's got some nice pieces. I like the Evans and the Brandon Cooks with the Lynch and the Anderson. Okay, you got solid and running backs. And Keenan Allen is a three. Right after Tannehill, that, Tannehill's your quarterback. Okay. Um, okay. Tight end Jason Witten. I mean, okay, old man. It's not a PPR. Not going to give you not going to give you that much. You got two rookies as your top bench guys in Amari Cooper and Tevin Coleman. So, you know, I don't, those are guys that are going to be called on. I like them. I mean, but again, it's, like I've them. learned my lesson. I'm, I'm taking rookies to be impact players for you early. It's just, it doesn't work out. So, I, I, think, I, did think, think, I did draft early. I did draft early. Don't you think uh, Amari is going to, I think Amari breaks that mold. I think well, he first might. game he's going to be, I think well, here's first the other game problem. Career, here's the other problem. He just gets to go. I just don't like the rest of his bench. John Brown, I like. I think John Brown's got good potential with Arizona, but Bishop Sankey, Austin Safarian, Jenkins, and Colin Kaepernick it's just uh, he, two QB. You already know how I feel backup, about Kaepernick. A backup QB and a backup tight end again in the ten-team league, which we just don't feel is worth it. When guys still on the waiver wire and running back and receive, Ruben Randall's not picked in this league. Yeah. So just talking about the value that's still on the waiver wire, at running back and receiver in a 10-team league, because these guys are drafting backups at those positions, is huge. Meanwhile, the population exploded, and intelligence continued to decline until humanity was incapable of solving even its most basic problems, like garbage, which had been stacked for centuries with no plan whatsoever leading to the great garbage avalanche of 2,505, which would set in motion the events that would change the world forever. Garbage. That guy's team in some spots. Or his bench, at least. His bench. I like his wide receivers a lot. Yeah, me too, but his bench is just a little bit weaker than it should be because you're drafting uh, defense early and because you're drafting... Backup you know, QB QBs and tight ends when you don't need to in a ten team league. Right. Well, unless unless you have specific rules where you're completely limited in the amount of pickups okay. or something that you have. But, but if you're in standard where you're able to, to make as, <laughs> but you're That's able not this league. In most leagues you're able to, to make as many pickups as you want. So especially in a ten team league where you can do that, and if you're not going 18, 19 rounds, 20, 18 or 20 rounds, there's no reason to back them up. I think that's going to be the name of the show. Straight mocking, bro. <laughs> so let's talk about the fourth pick, both fourth slot in our draft. Uh, a guy named Mike drafted Le'Veon Bell. Great. Uh, we drafted Le'Veon Bell in the Scott Fish Bowl League just because when he comes back, he is going to dominate everything the Steelers have to offer in terms of the run game. He's also going to be very involved in the pass game at .25 a carry and at point or full point PPR. You know he, he finished second in this league over quarterbacks in scoring last year, and I think 
in terms of points per game, he's going to be awesome this season. The amount so, of looks he's going to get, I hope he's in good shape and he's working through because that guy is going to be on the field for more plays than uh, pretty much any player out there once he gets back from that uh, suspension. I just love the fact that once he gets back from the suspension, he's going to be fresh. Yeah. All these other guys are going to be dealing with their their, their nagging their nagging first three first month of the of the season uh, injuries, and he's just going to come in and just roll some ass. Oh, Plus, so, I think so he nice. comes back and after week two, I think the suspension will be you know reduced a little bit. But hey, can't bank on that as of right even now. if it doesn't. Let's let's, let's say it's even a three week suspension though. It is a three week suspension, right? Well, so let's say okay. it stays in a three week suspension though. I, it's still yeah, I still like it. He's yeah. a guy that also needed some extra time because he still has dealing with some of his knee issues. Yeah. So, yeah. and here's the best part: if you're able to draft him in, in, a, in a ten team league, I think you should not be afraid to because there's enough depth. You know, as I proved by waiting until the fourth round to grab running backs, that you can survive if you take him and you start. You know, just if you definitely look, look if you draft Le'Veon Bell, you should not be going early on a quarterback, and you should not be going early on a tight end. You should just be loading up on running backs and wide receivers after that point in time, and and you'll you'll be able to feel a team that maybe you go two and one, maybe you go one and two, but then you have him added to your team, and you're going to go plus fifteen points per week. Yeah, no doubt. So in round two, Mike goes with Jordy Nelson, then follows it up with Jimmy Graham, which is where I start falling and off out of love with his team a little bit. Uh, in the fourth round, grabs Melvin Gordon. After Melvin, do you Gordon, like Melvin? I, I like Melvin. In the fourth round, he's been pushed well, up in the third round of drafts recently. So I think you're getting a decent value in the fourth round. I think over some of the other guys, he's got bigger upside. Over you know potentially Justin Forsett, definitely over Carlos Hyde in my opinion. Well, he was the guy I was going to take over Gurley. Um, you know, but then he he got taken. I'm like, okay, now I'm looking at next on my list, and then it was Gurley. So, so you 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 take a Gordon over a Gurley this at, at, at this point? For, yeah, that. just for the season by far. He's the starting point, running back. Yeah, he's the starting running back and the guy who was going to play. So if I'm looking at a guy who I have to draft as a running back one or a running back two, he's got to be able to, to. I know that he's playing. You know, I, where, I, where I went with this is that I I sat my, this, my team. My, I, like I, I drafted him as my running back two in this league because. I was so stacked at wide receiver, and I just said, you know what? The drop-off, there's no one else that's left to draft at running back that has the potential that he has. So I have to draft the potential, but now I'm just forcing myself to have to back it up, which yep. I you know, then did. But what's so wrong with this guy's team? In round five was Peyton. Uh, six was Edelman. Uh, that was a reach for Edelman. Edelman. Probably a little early in a non-PPR league. He's going in round four of a lot of PPR leagues. And I just don't know if I'd be one to jump on him no at way. that point in PPR leagues either. Uh, then he grabs a TJ Yeldon, uh, followed that up with Jarvis Landry. So I think he's making up for it a little bit with a nice bench. Michael Floyd, uh, Arizona defense. So I, I'm thinking we've got an Arizona homer here now a little bit. Hmm. After that, uh, Mike with Dan Bailey drafted another early kicker. Uh, then followed it up with Sam Bradford. I, so I guess he did get drafted. Yeah. Then he let me just finish this yeah, out real yeah. quick. Pierre Garcon, okay, maybe in the thirteenth round. I like uh, it. Josh Hill, who I really like in the fourteenth as a flyer. Until they signed Jermaine Gresham. And I'll probably still like him. Followed it up with a second kicker. Wow. Garcon, um, how's team? Right. Like why, why, I like that. Why you need to draft two kickers? I don't know. Um, here's my problem yeah, with this team. So you draft Le'Veon Bell. You have a guy who you already know is suspended for three games. And your running back two is a rookie, Melvin Gordon. 
And running back three is a rookie, and TJ Yeldon. That's that's too young at that position. You got Peyton Manning, so you got old at quarterback. But okay, if you want to trust in that, wide receivers. You got the you got J threes. You got the J threes. You got Jordy Nelson, Julian Edelman, and Jarvis Landry. So <laughs> I like Jordy. I fall off after that. Jar- Jarvis Landry. I, you all know how much I like Jarvis Landry, but he's not a guy that I would have as a, in a ten team league as a wide receiver three. Maybe. I like him for the very beginning of the season until Devontae gets back. And again, you know, grabbing Jimmy Graham. I, I, Jimmy Graham is just. I, I'm, I'm done with reaching early on a tight end. It just. I. There's just no reason to do it. You, there, unless it's Gronkowski, there's just. You need to have that touchdown separation and just and, and, and bigger games. Too many unknowns with Graham. He's yeah, too many great games, but he's gonna have a lot of stinkers. Yeah, and again, you know, so again, you look at. At Pierre Garçon, you know, I like that. that value at thirteen, man. I think he could have a bounce back season. I mean, that's that's that's, that's a kind of, he did okay. That's well, a Michael good, Floyd, that's a good I like Michael there. Floyd. He's got um, some upside, but at the same time, why were you drafting a, a backup kicker? Yeah, uh, you know, it, it, this is where you look. You look at these people's teams and you go, "Wow, you could have had a player here. You could have had, <laughs> you could have had a good are, player here. Like, you could have still had Stephen Hauschka. You know, so maybe you don't have Dan Bailey. You go, oh, you lose two and a half point, two point, two points a week at the most, right? Probably 1.2 points per week or something. Even those guys, those guys aren't that far separated. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and you're gonna, and you're gonna, you could have drafted so that you're not starting the the schlock at wide receivers of J3. J3. So Tony Marseca in, in the first round goes, and this is the sixth overall pick after Houdini. He goes Eddie Lacy, and then he goes Demarco Murray, uh, Russell Wilson, Justin Forsett. So that's, that's Russell three. Wilson will not be on any of my teams this year. I'm, I'm fully on. I gave you my anti-Russell Wilson argument already. I mean, the only place he had a chance to be on a team was in the Scott Fishbowl, and then he went in the first round. So he definitely was going to be on my team then. Jeez, Louise. Hey, it's our team. Come on, man. Come on. We're my team. My team. <laughs> hey. Remember when we all got offered to join the league as individuals, and everybody's like. This year. No, we said we're, we're stags. You can run this. You can run this team. We're doing it collectively. We said, okay, you'll you'll get to put your mark on this team Let's, just, at, at yeah. this pace, snail's pace. I might. It might be idiocracy. We might not be done with this this draft uh, in ours because of a couple knuckleheads until 500 years from now. So why come you don't have a tattoo? <laughs> so in the sixth round or in the fifth round, Martavis Bryant. Uh, is is that his first running or his first wide receiver? Oh, here let me tell you, it so, is his. And then Andre no, Johnson. A, Mart, yeah, Martavis Bryant is his one. Okay, maybe Andre Johnson's is one, and Martavis uh, is two. I, those but, those, but, wide, those but wide, that, receiver, wide receiver one on this team. Okay, you got two twos. You you you. And then you, you got Jeremy Macklin. You dogs. Two, you maybe got two twos. And you, you got one two with Martavis Bryant. Wide receiver three at the top. I don't top. have a wide receiver one on my team at all. <laughs> Andre Johnson's a low wide receiver two, high wide receiver three. Jerry Macklin's three? a wide receiver three. It's in a 10-team league, yeah, he's maybe wide receiver 21 or something. Yeah, that's a lot. In a 10-team league, yeah, that's a... It's a low, low that's, a, that's a high three. Yeah. I, I think out of, out of drafts, I'm not going to go in and set anything, but just in some of the mocks, the way I've really felt... I really want to come out of there with either a real solid two running backs and a, and a high wide receiver, or the reverse, the two two solid wide receivers. You really got to come out. Me, you got to come out with two powerhouses at one of those positions and the best guy available at the other one. Um, 
to be really for me to be excited about my teams to, uh, and the depth. And you gotta get you gotta get wide receiver ones, and, and you gotta get them. And I'm looking at my team, I just do not have it. And I like the, the upside. I like what my guys are gonna be able to do there, but they are just it's a bunch of wide receiver threes, really. I think Charles Johnson's probably my a wide receiver too. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably the highest guy, and I took him much later than those guys. But I love wide receivers. I would be really kind of sad going in week to week on that. Enough about my team. No, no, but, no, no, but here's the point. Is I, I want to I talk about that because it's one of those things where you were drafting out of the number one hole. You have to draft a running back. It's almost like, you, you know, that's the whole thing that, that sucks about it. Let's, let's say you don't want to because I, all the mocks that I've been doing mm-hmm. this offseason, every mock that I've started with, Dez or whoever the, the top wide receiver is mm. that I get, I like that team so much more than I like the teams where I'm going with a running back first. Mm. And it's it's almost like one of those weird things. So it's like, well, what if I was, what if you were to take the trend and you have the number one and just says, fuck it. You know what? I'm just going to take the guy. Maybe I, I would have taken him at, at the sixth pick, but so what? I'm going to take him now. I think it's Dez or I think it's uh, You would take Julio. Dez. See, I like him. That's what I'm saying. I like AP. I like a Jamal Charles. Uh, probably those. I like those two much better than um, than I like a Dez. Okay, <coughs> I, I love Dez. But, but here's, here's my point. So, but it, it's because I'm just talking about. <laughs> I mean, usually maybe it's because of how where I'm drafting, which and is I love like six. Yeah, well, I like how my team is being constructed. It's that middle of the draft where I'm, I'm piling up on the on the wide receivers early. But here's the point too. When you look at what you you know, people we put the demarcation line right at uh, Mark Ingram. For running backs, pretty yeah. much at 13. So that after that, it's a big <laughs> drop off. 11. <laughs> right, right after Jeremy Hill or CJ Anderson on the previous. Uh, okay, okay, well, so I like it. I, I'll include Mark Ingram in there because of his potential for 13 touchdowns and 1,000 yards. It's going to be worth a lot of fantasy points. How high did you get before the show? Size <laughs> <laughs> I need to be. Size I need to be. So, you know, the thing that That's I'm looking at more. is that it, it sucks, though, because if you're in that, I'm going to say this, it sucks when you're in that, in that front three. Picks that are you, you don't you're like how your team is going to get constructed because you know what you're going to get left with. Does it maybe benefit you to, to, to flip it? Because, well, I'll trade down if you can, but if you're stuck there, just flip the trend and say, screw it, I'm just going to take the wide receiver, I'm going to build my team that way. I, well, I think my more? team would have been like yours if I had drafted from your slot in that 5, 6, 7. But I think it would have been probably a Julio over a Dez. Yeah, it would be very close. These guys are neck and neck for me. But um, it would probably be – but I would definitely – I'm loving the concept and the mocks that I'm doing. When I get drafted in that middle zone and I get Calvin Johnson in the middle of the second, I'm literally loving it every, crazy. every time. Because that guy could go back to being a guy that can get 2,000 yards. He can do that. He's not that old. He's he's, he's he's not that past his prime. And he's, he's also right in that wheelhouse. And so many people that are challenge him for name, name recognition yeah. and everything now. He's got a chip now to play with. He wants so, to be the best. Right. He hasn't been as much lately. I think there's a lot of different strategies you could take. But if you're drafting at the one spot, what I might try to do is trade my one and four for somebody else's two and three. Well, no, I definitely would be trying to trade it. What I'm saying is what happens when you're stuck there. And you I, don't, I, I you don't want but that pick. Even in a redraft league, you're just, hey, take the guy you like, like your team, love your team. That's all that matters. Uh, it might not be what everybody thinks is the best way, but do what you, know you what? think is best. Here's what I would say. Even if I couldn't trade out of it like to get like an advantage for someone that really wanted the number one, I would, I would almost automatically trade down to the number five or six pick and just say, I'll take what I'm going to get here because I know... I'm going wide receiver, and I'm either going to get Dez, I'm going to get Julio, 
or I'm going to get Antonio. Well, the enormous value there is on that fourth pick. The fourth pick when you're drafting in that middle is is, 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 is enormous, I think. I think obviously it's big on the second pick too as well. But um, it, but I think the second and four, the value you get from drafting in the middle that you get crushed with a little bit uh, when you got the one hole. Uh, but, you know, it's funny. Sometimes it looks like wide receivers are always, you know, you're not going to get, if you're drafting the number one slot, you're not getting Jordy back. Maybe you are. You're not getting Julio. You're not getting Des. That's just, they're, they're out. Um, and sometimes that's tough to swallow. So I get it. I mean, my cutoff is pretty much. I think there's like 24 super elite players this season, so that's why I want to draft in the first one or two slots so I can get as many of those guys as possible. Uh, that's kind of my whole process. So being a running back guy, I have no problem drafting number one overall this year because I'm going to take AP. I'm going to have no reservations about it. And then when it comes back, uh, at the end of the you know second round with the third turnaround, I'm going to be looking at you know, A.J. Green, who before has been a top four wide receiver and who was on a top five pace, you know, pretty much despite injuries and missing, you know, an entire game that's not even classified as a missed game because he went out in the first quarter uh, with that foot injury. So you're just thinking about it like, yeah, if I get A.J. Green as my number two pick, I'm pretty happy. And then you can get like a, you know, potentially a Jeremy Hill there. But now look what you just did. Look what you just did. You just drafted Cincinnati Bengals, and you put your whole team's future on. I like it, but that's a little scary. If you're saying out of your first three picks, two of them are on the Bengals. Here's my worst part, is that every time that I've had the number one pick, and now we talk about what's the, there's always a, for some point in time in your draft where you just don't like any of the players that are coming up. For the guy that picks number one, it's always on the second and third pick. Yeah. Oh, because it's oh, like oh, all the guys that you're coveting that you want to come back to just never come back. Yeah, you're... And it's you're, always, you're the problem with that is you're hoping for a faller. Right. And you're praying for a faller. Someone else can draft Jimmy Graham. Someone take a quarterback. Right. I was Someone take for an Arian. Right. Just thought it was gonna maybe happen. Boop. Um. Yeah. No. This is this is fun. What else? What else are you guys kind of? Uh, do you want to go? Do we have any other teams to go through? Yeah. We got. Yeah. We got, we got a couple more teams to go through. I, first of all, though. Unaware of what year it was, Joe wandered the streets desperate for help. But the English language had deteriorated into a hybrid of hillbilly, valley girl, inner city slang, and various crumbs. Joe was able to understand them, but when he spoke in an ordinary voice, he sounded pompous and faggy to them. <laughs> Thanks. What's up? What are you looking? What are you yeah, looking for next? next? Which team? Well, maybe we should finish Tony Maraska's team here. Yeah, okay. That so got stopped in the eighth round with Antonio Gates, then another early kicker, Stephen Goskowski, uh, uh, St. Louis defense. Well, look, he's got he's got Mike hold on, Wallace. Hold on, hold on, let, me, let me stop, stop before you go there. He has the two receivers that we hate now on this on our podcast more than anybody. He already said one, Wallace, and then who's the next? Uh, Gives you a headache every time. Uh, Harvin? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Harvin. And then followed that up with Dwayne Allen. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. I might just hate this team for another backup kicker and Matt Prater. Garbage. Move on. So but th- so this is a guy, though. So it was because he went running back, running back. So he built strong Lacey DeMarco Murray. But I then, did not like that backfield. And then he went Russell Wilson third round, right? Yep. So... 
Him waiting, where where so we saw what happened with my team when I waited for the running backs. He waited for the wide receivers. Which is it better to wait for? I don't think, I think it's, it's better to wait for running backs. I think no. He's, do you think, I think I think no, no, I think not in the usual draft. The reason why you don't like that team is because of Wilson at the three slot. You, I know. You, you I'm, need a wide I'm talking about waiting three rounds three. to draft a wide receiver, and your wide receiver one. I love the upside of Martavis Bryant. Is he a wide receiver one compared? To okay, the, what if it's Alshon or Randall? Could he have had one of those guys yes. there? I don't like either of those guys. I like him. I would rather have Randall Cobb there. I would definitely rather have Randall Cobb. I'm really down on Cobb and Alshon this year. They do not excite me. Let's go to another team. Yeah. We talked about this shit box enough. <laughs> so, Carlton. Do <laughs> Carlton. Do the Carlton. <laughs> uh, started off with Rob Gronkowski. These are the drafts I usually despise the most. The tight end first. Yeah, see what happens about this. So let's see what happens after that. That's got ODB. So this thing has sick last season upside. Yeah, yeah. Crazy <laughs> uh, where. Then back to Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, Carlos Hyde would be his first running back, correct? Uh, I don't like his running backs. Yeah, go and on. And then uh, Latavius Murray, who I like. I would draft him ahead of Carlos Hyde. He must Hyde. be from San Francisco Bay Area yeah. or Oakland area. <laughs> then Jordan Matthews. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, Houdini's boy in the yeah. seventh. Uh, after that, Carlton with with the Houston defense. I I like that everybody's drafting defenses early for our case. Yeah, but this doesn't make sense. I I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. There's no reason to do it. Keep and, going. And then Carlton went with Adam Vinatieri in the ninth, and he was there for the whole draft. Roddy White in the tenth, and, and then, Roddy White's his first bench wide receiver. So then Torrey Smith, who's another guy you guys dishate or dislike strongly. I don't, I I don't, I, this year I don't like him going in with Callan Kaepernick throwing the ball. But it's, it's, Rivers. Different, it's different when you're in the 11 to 13 zone. I, I, no, I, I, don't, I, I hear you. Pick, but it, it, I think if, if you start seeing people grabbing him in the 8 and 9 zone, it's too early. Phillip Rivers, we got Delaney Walker, so a backup I like, QB. I, I, like, I like the Delaney. I, like, I think it's a good tight end. Except it's the backup it's tight end. Yeah, he's right. Gronk. And then let me just yeah, finish no, off yeah. the draft here with Ryan Matthews and uh, Justin Tucker. So. Here, here's here's why I hate this, okay? Because you're, you're, this is why you should not in these leagues, and we're talking about it. Why you should never back up your tight end and your quarterback? He did that, and he backed up a kicker for crying out loud. So, so with that on his skill position bench, he's got Roddy White and Torrey Smith and Ryan Matthews. That's it. That's it. So, when you want to make a trade with someone, he's strapped himself so <laughs> thin that you can't trade because the positions that you have of strength, and someone's going to be like, "Well, I already have a quarterback. I'm going to give you a quarterback." No, dude, back. I'm coming in. I'm going. Who's his backup kicker? I'm coming in. Going, dude. Let me. Let me uh, trade Justin you. Tucker. Let me get tr- Tucker and Delaney yeah. for my wide receiver three. Right. I need to. I need to up my game there. Yeah. I mean, no value. No. What I would do is I two for one them all day. He's got nothing there. I, I offer him two for one deals all day, getting elite players. Yep. Offering my wide receiver three of Love a DeAndre yeah. Hopkins right. and you know Lamar Miller. Oh, I would have it two all day with with all oh, the okay. running backs. And, and, we'll call it yeah. okay. We'll call it Lamar Miller and you know Brandon LaFell. I can offer him for his you know third. For Jordan back. Matthews, you can get Jordan Matthews for that. I, I, I'm going for a running back. I'm go. I'm going for a running back from Carlton. So, you don't have running backs that you want. Carlos Hyde and Latavius Murray. You don't want okay. those running backs. I mean, if I'm offering Brandon LaFell and, you know, my second or third running back, and I'm trying to get Latavius Murray or 
<laughs> he doesn't really have anybody yeah, I like yeah, this to, to hammer my head. That's the problem. See, but this is also the problem when you when you back up all the positions. If you did not draft and well, and he drafted a tight end and, first slot, and, right? And if you don't draft well, they have you have to have players on your team that other teams covet. And, and when you take when you take that tight end that first slot, the spec piggybacks what you're saying. You got to be almost flawless mm-hmm. with your next five or six picks. To build out your starting lineup, if you're grabbing a guy, you gotta be you gotta be really on to on point with your next five picks. So then we've got two more teams to go through okay. here. Uh, we got Aaron who drafted Antonio Brown at the eighth spot. Can't complain about that. Uh, Matt Forte, I can have a lot of complaints about that, but I don't have enough time on this podcast. Uh, Randall Cobb in the third, eighth pick in the third's not a bad value there. Agreed. Kelvin Benjamin. Then we've got, uh, got Jonathan like Stewart. Like wide receivers for Jonathan Stewart, I'm liking this. And then the nail breaker here, the back breaker, is Tom Brady in the sixth. Uh, <laughs> and then we're going to Jordan Cameron in the seventh, who I think you could probably get a couple rounds later, but I'm not going to nitpick it too much. But I think that's a case of filling out your starting lineup bef- before the value before, off the board before is Before you gone. finish his team, it, it, here's the thing. When you're reaching for those guys, you end up with, a sketchier bench. Go through the rest of his team. I mean, now we've got the early kicker and the early defense, uh, and they're both Buffalo. So that's going to excite a lot of this people. This guy's from Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo Wildlands. we got a lot of homers today. Hey, like, yeah. I, yeah. I want to dra- do a draft with only homers because I'm not going to draft you anybody what, from the Bears. I want, but, yeah, but that's the problem. I'm always in drafts with people who are either homers from the Bears or the Packers or Bengals in the different drafts that I'm in with all the different people that, uh, from where they are. I want to be in the draft like this, where I got a homer from Buffalo, yeah. a homer from the Jets, a homer from like, you know all the bad teams. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you want your Oakland Raiders? Go Jacksonville for them, you know? Jaguars. Right. Please, let me have those homers. So then the tenth round would be Eli Manning, which I like that fighting. But know, it's a backup QB, backup quarterback. A, uh, Steve Smith, okay, whatever. Doug Martin, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe? I'm, I'm higher on Martin than any of you guys. Anquan Bolden. What, round, strong, what, what, what round was that that he got uh, Martin? 12. Okay. Uh, then he went no. Anquan Bolden, 13. Larry Donnell, 14. And finished it off with a backup defense. So let me, let me, let me make the point here. Here's, here's the point. Here, his team, because he's grabbing all these other backups uh, at positions that he doesn't need, when he's grabbing in round 13 Anquan Bolden, because he needs all he's got on his bench, otherwise a wide receiver is Steve Smith. He needs to guarantee points. What did you do with your thirteenth round wide receiver, D Rex? Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker. You got yourself a home run potential, yeah. and you can absorb the risk of taking that home run potential because you didn't back up stupid positions. And the one thing, that, yeah, and I and I really like what's happening down in Miami. So I agree. When you got those those deeper bench dudes, go for a guy that. What if, if something happens, lo and behold, if he gets it quickly, if it's a rookie and a young guy and he's going to potentially have a starting spot, take that guy over the old bread and butter, the you know vanilla. Even though we look at Bolden stats over the last eight years and they're mind-blowingly consistent, my, but they're just not going to. They're not going to really take you to the promised land unless you're, you're drenched. Weeks. Unless you're drenched with talent at other spots, and really you just want that fill-in consistency. At your well, but me, well, here's the other question with Bolden. How many 150-yard, two-touchdown games is he going to give you? I mean, at this point, Zero. it's very none. How many, 100, Maybe one. How many 120 two-touchdown games is he going to give you? 
Probably none. So that's the point. You, you'll you'll get him a good game for him. Will be at eighty yards and, and maybe two touchdowns or eighty yards and touchdowns. Kaepernick doesn't throw thirty two touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. So yeah. No, it's it, it's true. You gotta you gotta be you gotta take some chances and try some upside guys that if they're in there they could go uh, get nutty and explosion factor style uh, when you're going deeper. Just don't fill out and, and get uh, you know guaranteed points. Go for go for the upside. Go for the gold, baby. Go for the gusto. So, the last team we're going to talk about started off with the QB, and that was Andrew Luck. That was the only first-round QB. So, Andrew Luck, and then LaShawn McCoy, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, backing up Emmanuel Sanders with an Alfred Morris, then going to Sammy Watkins, uh, Martellus Bennett, Giovanni Bernard, Vincent... That's high on Bennett. Yeah, probably a little high, bit. It's high in a couple guys in there. But this team's Jackson. not bad. This team's pretty consistent. This is kind of that 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 you know consistent team that we were just talking about. It's not a it, Vincent it, Jackson's the eighth round receiver. I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like anything. I uh, don't like Vincent Jackson. He's such a hater. I will revisit Vincent Jackson shortly. Right after we finish this guy's draft, uh, Tony Romo in the ninth, uh, Rashad Jennings in the tenth, like Victor that. Cruz in the eleventh. Uh, Shane Vereen in the 12th. Holy crap, New York Giants. Yeah. So we got, we got a guy from New York in this draft, too. Yeah. Uh, then Kenny Stills. After Kenny Stills, we've got the New England defense. Nick Folk. And the uh, Nick Folk to wrap it up. The so he like, at least drafted correctly. Yeah, he, this guy has actually got a pretty consistent team. It is a consistent be, it, team. It's someone that can win some weeks. The problem is again, so like, the I don't like Emmanuel Sanders as his, as his number, number one. one. We already, you know, I we, in our mock that we did for, that was released in the last uh, draft kit version, I had taken Emmanuel Sanders, and then Dad goes to me, "Did you hear what uh, Emmanuel Sanders said?" I go, "No, what?" And I read the quote, and I read the article. I'm like, "Son of a bitch." Dropping this son of a bitch like eight spots on my oh. tears because of that. What did he say? He said he's he lucky, lucky to get a thousand yards, and and I'm just trying to help out the team. You know, this is not the offense we're going to be running anymore. It's not going to be 200 catch guys. That's on this not team. what we want to hear from you, buddy. No, <laughs> and that's the other thing too. You look at him. Okay, so he's got Lashawn McCoy, and it's Alfred Morris. Who okay? That's it is. It's a steady team, but it's not a team that when you look at it on paper, it, it, it makes you fear anything. There's yeah. no fear. Amongst this is a team, team that can beat you any week, but is never going to dominate you. And it's it, it's it, a it, playoff it could, it could team. Squeak, it could squeak into it's the a playoff it be, team. It's a playoff team. It's a playoff team. It's not a it's it's not a championship team. You know that's the other thing too. It's like when you take Andrew Luck and you're taking that quarterback early. This is this is the price you pay. You know because you want you want quarterback, running back, and then you wait until the third round to get your first wide receiver. So and we're talking about those. You know that's where I'm grabbed my third wide receiver. It's it's, it's yeah. just. It's different philosophies, but at the same time, it depends on how bad does it drop. And in a 10-team league, there's just no reason you can wait on, on quarterbacks. You, you're you're going to get a solid enough producer that you, you're going to want to look at your team and go, yes, I have that guy. Yes, I have that guy. And your quarterback's going to be like, yes, that was high value. Right, because you're going to be like, look at the points he scored. Got him in the eighth or ninth round. Fuck yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> Damn right, you must be man. a real piece of work in it to be in a league with. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> um, so that's all we got for that team. I think that was a pretty good podcast. I think. Right. Well, don't want to sound like a dick or nothing, but uh, it says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. What I do is just like, 
anything. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do know what you mean, buddy. Been there, done there. No, I I'm serious here. <laughs> Don't worry, Scrum. Now there are plenty of tards out there living really kick-ass lives. My first wife was tarded. She's a pilot now. I, I need for you to be serious for a second here, okay? I, I need help. There's that fag talk we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, enough with the idiot. Right, We're done with that. All right. Um, um, all right, this was a sweet podcast. Mocking. You got to do it. We're straight mocking, bro. You got to, uh, the best way to sharpen your knife and get ready for the upcoming season and uh, making the best draft and walking out of the, your draft in, in one or as many leagues as you do. For some people, like Houdini, I think it's double digits. Uh, Stag Party's probably getting up there and doing too many to, for himself this year. Uh, I'm being smart. I think but, I'm sticking with two or three. But mocking and straight mocking, bro, is the way to do it and get, your, get yourself prepared to bring it home. Figure out what... Works for you, and this is what yeah. I've I finally have. I needed to do this process of really mocking it through draft after draft after draft to get out of my head. Stop drafting four rookies, stop drafting four rookies, stop drafting. Well, and look at but also and the last two drafts, I've, the last four drafts I've done, I've drafted one rookie, and I look at the depth of my team, I look at how I've structured it, and I say, Man, I like that so much better. Make sure, let me interrupt for one second before you go, Stags. Make sure also when you're mocking. You're not picking the same team every time. Right. I think some people are like they love they love the team they love and they keep going for it. It's like I just did ten mocks and there was a, a sway of about four players amongst the ten teams I did. You saw what I did here this time. I, I, was, I was testing the AP go high in a quarterback, see how that folds out. Um, you know, I don't love it, but I, I've got a strong team at the top there. So next time I mock, I'm going to go heavy, heavy on the wide receivers. The next time, two running backs and grip, then get two wide receivers. Maybe go earlier than usual. Like try all these different models and all these different and formulas. Them all the different positions. Print them out or screen grab them. Look at them all and put. Put your circle of approval on the team that feels the best to you and try and mimic and, 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 and focus in on trying to have that type of draft. Focus on players in those kind of slots that you did that you love that team on. I just don't understand the Vincent Jackson hate from everybody either. I mean, looking at it last season, <laughs> I, I told you I was going to revisit it. I had to use the washroom. So last season he was top 30 in catches, top 30 in yards, and he was screwed over by bad luck in the touchdown department. He had two touchdowns. How many players had more than two touchdowns? Well, let's see here. I'm going to count every seven. Ninety-six. I'm going to count them all. Uh, of wide receivers, 64 players had more than two touchdowns. So, if just the law of averages say he's going to come back to being a five, six, seven touchdown guy. And he's had the double-digit potential uh, before... So if we think he's going to do similar things but, with but an improved quarterback situation. He's got, no, 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 hold on. He got the two touchdowns after he was the established veteran with a rookie and a veteran quarterback in Josh McCown. Michael Adams was a second-year player. Was he a second-year player? Oh, yeah. Maybe third, but it's not. Was it Johnny Manziel a rookie last year? Yeah. Well, didn't Mike Evans come out in the same draft? I'm not talking about Mike yeah, Evans. I'm you, talking, about talking about Glennon. Uh, you were talking about the QB situation. Yeah, the QB situation was Josh McCown last year. That was and a veteran. Mike Glennon. And Glennon. I'm not talking about Glennon. I'm talking about Mike Evans. And it was Josh McCown was the starter. If McCown was going to lean on anyone early, it was going to be Vincent Jackson. So, and he did. Mike Evans didn't really emerge until later in the season. So, Vincent Jackson had all his chance with a rookie receiver there and a rookie tight end. 
Now those guys are second-year players, and you got Jameis Winston coming in, who, yes, is a better quarterback, but to think that all of a sudden he's going to think that his bread's butter with Vincent Jackson, he knows his bread's butter with Mike Evans. But, but, but if you think about it, Vincent Jackson, what round did he go? Is that the eighth. eighth? So that's a little early, but I, I agree with both of you. Okay, I like what's going to happen. <laughs> I, I do. I agree with both of you. I think uh, he's going to be better than he was last year. I think he's still he's getting up there in years, but I think he's going to be rejuvenated with uh, with Winston around. I you know I just think now the the go to de facto no question about it number one um, guy that they need all defenses need to focus on is obviously Mike Evans that helps them, but. At the, same, at the same time, unless I'm grabbing him after the 10 and early, early teens, which probably isn't going to happen, he's not going to be on my team. But Vincent's going to be better than you think. I agree. If he was top 30 last year. Top 30 in yards. The, only two TDs. Top 30 in receptions. And what, was his, what did he rank in total uh, points? points? Uh, hold on. 11th in uh, targets. Okay. He had 140 targets. Why can't he do any of that again? And just speaking touchdown dependency, that's where it comes back. You know, it always comes back the other side. If you're really high, they come back. That's crazy. If, you had that many targets. If you're that low, they really come back. And Vincent Jackson finished outside of the top, what, 50 last season? Or right out of the top 40? Uh, and finished as wide receiver 38. Here's the thing. When he was on a very good... He, he had touchdowns at Tampa Bay before he had competition at wide receiver there. He's always been the number one wide receiver. Yet he's never had a ten touchdown season. Uh, you know, he's nobody's had eight or nine, seven. Right, seven, so seven, seven, eight, he's played eight, ten nine. years. He's averages his average is five point four per year on his based on his career. So if he gets so five touchdowns and the same numbers, he's a wide receiver too. We've we've made we've made our points on Vincent Jackson. I like closing it out um, uh, on him. And I think is there anything else? Uh, you know, quick pyro promo uh, draft kit. Uh, the holiday's over. Stag Party's taking a little trip this weekend. When he gets back, we're going to wrap up version four of the draft kit, which will be out at some point and in next week, right? Um, and that'll be great. Today is uh, Wednesday while we're recording this podcast. And uh, just been awesome, man. We've been firing it up. I'm recording uh, because Stag Party's out of town this weekend. I will be doing the Pyro Podcast light with Mo on Sunday. Good luck keeping it to an hour. We ended at like 110, I think. 66 minutes, I think, was on the last yeah. one. 66? So. All right, we'll take it. Uh, but yeah, I, it'll be fun. And I'm going to let Mo run the show there. He's going to give me the kind of the meeting notes and what we're going to discuss. But again, that is my, my show is here. It's really just happened with the uh, episode two and three that I had to fill in just because of summer madness. And Mo's has been a little bit under the weather, but feeling better. Uh, fired up for that guy. So. Pretty sweet. We talked about the Scott Fishbowl, uh, our draft. We're gonna we'll, we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. Um, and yeah, well, we can get more than three players on a team, hopefully. Great, <laughs> unbelievable. But awesome stuff all around. Awesome stuff all around. Keep sending in your submissions uh, to join the uh, Pyro Fantasy League. That's a good. The that's video a good submissions. point. That's a good point. We got to put together a piece. We got uh, this week. Me and my, uh, OC have got to put together. A call, casting call for that, so we will do that. That's going to be the, uh, the pyro uh, pyro league uh, happening for fantasy casting football. couch pyro yeah. edition. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Only women are allowed in this uh, league. Sorry, guys. Sorry, fellas. We just changed the whole thing. Drex only knows the casting couch he sees on red too. Been there, done that. I've I've I've, I've applied to a couple of classifieds <laughs> myself. Um, all right, love it. This is good stuff, guys. 
Way to go. Straight mocking. Killing it. Stag party. It isn't very good at leaning forward. He makes you do all the work. <laughs> uh, we miss oh, Dog. Drink. Hopefully Dogmatic is having a good time at a show with this little lady and killing it. Uh, go get him, Dogmatic. Go, Jericare. Go, Jericare. 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 That's a real Jericare. Jericare. All right. All right, so we're going to close out. It's the Bunky Meters. Hey, Pocky Wave. Tribute to the dead following the meters. Later.